The following content is nigga tested, nigga approved. Start the show. What is wrong with you? What is happening <laughs> over there? So, um, I have a newfound love for Twitter because <laughs> I ain't got shit else to do. Um, and so the things that people tweet all day long is very hilarious to me, but this particular tweet is hilarious. Can I read it? Go ahead. Why do niggas be twitching and jumping in their sleep? Is it because they stupid? The retweet. No, they did homies tickling tickling they toes for lying on them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that is so rude. No, it's not. That Think is, about it. Think that about is it. Rude. Think about it. If a if a nigga is laid up with a chick and the homie died and was like yeah, man, you know, he ain't even love you like that. And then he laying with the girl and he be doing all that. Like, why you lying on me, bro? Like, oh, you killed me. Like, rude. think about it. That's rude. That's and rude. I just got done watching BMF, so. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, 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 don't we, mind we, my we, uh, we humor. You, we got to get you back out in the world. <laughs> no. <Fucking with> BMF. <laughs> I've learned a lot on BMF. What not That's to terrible. Do. That's terrible. Did you, did you learn to not make shows like BMF? I learned what not to do, okay? I, I did. I learned. Show. I learned what not to do. I really love it. Um, I love that show for what it is. It's giving me what I need to know to don't give up. Because, Lauren, whatever you ideas you have in your head, and I just slipped. But anyway, any ideas that I have in my head, you know. So Someone, too, one day will sit up on their couch. In the middle of the motherfucking night and watch my bullshit. <laughs> we can only hope. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am your girl Lala Speaks. I am motherfucking bad. You know, um, I have to give you your flowers. I know you give flowers every week, but I want to give you your flowers because... And the people like you, when you know your friends are going through hell or yeah. a hard time and y'all come up with like, hey, I need you. I need help. And some people may think like, oh, I'm just using them and it, or, you're, you know, you're being used. It's like, no, you're helping me say stay sane and right, give you're me giving, shit to do. Right. You're giving me an activity. <laughs> because now when people be like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, I record on Saturdays. <laughs> I'm booked and motherfucking busy. Better get on my fucking calendar, bitch. My mom, my mom called herself trying to give me a fucking activity, but it's always some shit. Like, so my mom, I've, I mentioned it. My mom sells Mary Kay now. Um, and that is a hustle. She's doing her thing, man. Let me so, tell you, that so, is let me the tell you ultimate something. Woman hustle right there. 
So Mary Kay is the shit. It is the ultimate black woman hustle. I agree there. And here's the thing, because it's not a scam, Mm-mm. but it it survived that era of pyramid schemes that were scams. Like it's mm-hmm. not a scam, but the model is pyramid like. Mm-hmm. And mo- it's one of the, the few the model legit for- businesses that made it out of that. You well, know what I'm saying? There's a lot of them that were under the same thing. Um, and they it, all under FBI investigation. Are they? At, where's Herbalife? Oh, I'm not worried about them. <laughs> where's prepaid legal? Mm-mm, I'm not worried about them. All the motherfuckers. All the well, motherfuckers was, under okay, investigation. I only know this because it was Mary Kay, Avon. It was first Avon. Avon then school. Then Mary Kay. And then there's um, um, Amway was a thing. I only know this because my parents were in Amway. And that's where I thought... I think that's where I was. That's why I'm so smart when it comes to like business shit. Um, because I used to set up presentations. I was able to talk, you know, I, I, I do thought, little mock stuff. Like I always thought Amway was, was white people shit. I always mm-mm. just assumed they had it. some good products. They had some good juice boxes back in the day when I was a kid, baby, <laughs> them juice boxes was juicing. Okay. <laughs> Box was juicing. Um, so, um, as you have, as you can tell, it's just me and the Lady Lala um, this week. Uh, we decided to give the fellas a break because it was a fellas night last week. Um, wanted Ariel to be here. Ariel was not able to uh, do that. Um, but I have heard through the grapevine that the two of you have a little something cooking again. Yeah, play no games is uh No, no, no. D- d- represent represent your product. Play no games is trying to maneuver its way on back into the airwaves and um it's because the creator has uh, gone through her own emotional roller coaster and in the way of going through all of that, I lost sight of what I have been putting out into the world. So, um we are making our ways She's motherfucking back, y'all. <laughs> Hit her with the air horns again. Um, yeah, so the website is currently on under construction. I finally okay. figured out how to put it under construction so I can pull out all the new merch. Oh. So um, that will be coming soon, certainly. I, um, I, one thing I am, I support everybody else, so whenever it does drop, I really would like just... Only if if I can get twenty percent back of what I've already given out to the world. I would say, and I'm not even, I'm not even asking for a hundred percent. I said twenty percent. I hear I mean, you. Simple. I hear you. Absolutely. I just want the tip. So, oh my god, <laughs> you ain't gotta pay the whole bill. Just give me the tip. You just want the tip. Give me the tip. Oh Jesus! Think about it. If the bill is high, you know, get a percentage of that. That might be the name of this episode. Is give me the tip. Just give me the tip. <laughs> Randall gonna kill me for that. Shout out to the new listeners. Why the fuck are y'all here? We over here talking about the tip. Why the fuck are y'all here? What are y'all doing here? What are y'all still doing here? This is like this is what episode two eleven, two twelve. I don't even I don't even know anymore. It ain't a lot of podcasts that can do that either. That can that that got so many episodes they can lose track. We two hundred and beyond, baby. We we going into twenty twenty three. Heavy, uh, four four and a half years of content. 
200 plus years, uh, 200 plus episodes. It's not a lot of podcasts in Houston fucking with that. It's not a lot of podcasts that can compare to what's happening here, which is why we call ourselves Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the last times, the long times. Uh, shout out to everybody on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, Spotify, anyway, basically just Apple, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. <laughs> Subscribe, damn it. Subscribe. If you are, if you can hear the sound of my voice at this time and you enjoy the content that you're getting here, subscribe. We have additional bonus content um, featured uh, before the show uh, that we record before the show when we're warming up. Um, we have bonus content. We have bonus episodes, at least two a month. Um, we have merch. We have Discord access. Uh, soon we'll be having uh, more live events. February, we're going to have another uh, Friday night re-up. Um, and maybe a live get-together in-person function. Uh, you didn't hear that from me. You kind of did hear it last week, but, it, you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Um, Want to give flowers this week. To the lovely, to the talented, to the eternally beautiful Miss Angela Bassett. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> Before you even say whatever you're going to say about that woman, that woman is beyond greatness. Okay? It's true. Like, beyond greatness. I mean, there's, there's, there's certain people, I know people, there's certain people that they're like, oh, you know, you should, you know, probably say that about... Someone, no, mm -mm. do you know that that woman has played so many of our historical figures? Not even historical figures, just even just characters, just characters that iconic are iconic figures. Uh, and yeah, she is correct. a part of a whole, like, you have a, she's been able to touch generations, 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 because, you know, new generation loves her from Wakanda. And they didn't even realize that for the longest, up until a certain age, and when I was able to realize that Tina Turner and Angela Bassett were not the same person. Um, Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't trust a black person that does not have a favorite film in their library that doesn't include Angela Bassett in it somewhere. I don't. I don't trust her. They're aliens. They're aliens. They're I mean, plants. They're clones. She was Trey's mama and boys in the hood. You ain't lying. I just, that just occurred to me. You are correct. Like. <laughs> or if you're black. You and that's when I realized also that Lawrence Fishburne was not Ike Turner and he really was not a bad man. <laughs> that movie made there that are, happen. Like, there you are see some, what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, but well, and I'll, I'll get back to that. Actually, let me let me let me give my flower to Angela Bassett. Yeah, but we'll go get ahead. Back. I'm gonna, but I'm going to get back to Lawrence Fishburne for a reason. Angela Bassett won. It, Angela Bassett has won a nomination. Well, she didn't win the she didn't win the award, but she has been, been nominated. Okay. She has been nominated for her role in Wakanda Forever, which is Marvel's first acting 
Oscar nomination. Like they've gotten they've gotten shit like best costume designer. I'm not talking down on that because shout out to Ruth Carter. Um, they've gotten you know Black Black Panther definitely got some awards. Uh, definitely was nominated a couple of times. Things like that. Or or a lot of times they'll have awards for technical effects, uh, shit like that. Nobody has ever has ever been nominated for an award for their performance in a Marvel movie. I I think, and Angela Bassett was the first one. A black woman came in and did it right, because we all know Angela Bassett can act. In terms of Marvel movies, she came in and acted her substantial ass off. That was a fantastic performance. I felt every bit of that. And I'm actually kind of surprised that she was that she's the only person in that movie that has been nominated for anything. Because there were a lot of really good performances there. Um, and I was really impressed by a lot of performances happening there. But Angela Bassett getting her getting her due in pretty much because because honestly I don't think she was nominated for Tina Turner for what's love got to do with it. I don't think she was nominated, Mm-mm. and she deserve and we all know she deserved that one. So it, it it it's a long time coming, but they're they're coming around to giving. And, and a lot of it is in the interest of trying to look diverse, and some of that, and some of that may be true. But she also flowers plays, are flowers. She, she also plays a heck of a role on nine one one, and she's the only reason why I actually watch the show. Her and um, the other lady, I forgot her name, but um, I swear one day I'm going to watch nine one one. That show is. I just that show is fantastic. I just can't it bring is. myself to watch things with Rob Lowe in it. No, 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 not that one. We did not say 911 Lone Star. We said 911. There's two of them? Yes. Rob Lowe is in the one that's about Austin, and that one's boring. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I'm sitting there thinking this was all, it was all the one show. I can't believe now we're doing the first responder cinematic universe. <laughs> what Ain't nothing f- wrong with the first responders. <laughs> There's, I mean, no, not technically. I, mean, that, I don't mean there's anything wrong with the first responders. I just think. TV is TV is really funny. I'll just put it that way. Um, but shout out to Angela Bassett holding it down um, for her for her lifetime for her lifetime of excellence, her lifetime of being fine. You know, she also played in one point in time. She played uh, Rosa Parks. I, I I don't remember that, but I believe it. In a made a lifetime movie. Sure. Yeah. 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 She been she been around. But that's why I said like she, she's that like. She'd pay her dues, and she'd been around the block. And shout out to her for having a long ass marriage. Shit, shout out to them. I'll Black say, love. They don't never talk about. They don't and never she talk has about twins. Them. Yeah, you know, and she checked him for that TikTok. Oh my god, that was so funny. See, that's Black Mama right there. I don't remember <laughs> if we covered that on the podcast or not, but that was some funny shit. That so for y'all don't for y'all that either I don't know if we've talked about this and fine, but. It's still the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Angela Bassett's son. Um, there was a there was like a, a a TikTok theme going around where like everybody where like it was mostly white kids where they would come up to their like elder millennial 
uh, or Gen X parents and be like, hey, mom, Tom Cruise died. And then film them like falling all over the floor, crying about it and shit, because apparently they don't have the wherewithal to just Google that that's not true. Um, Angela Bassett's son decided it was a good idea. It looked like her and Courtney B. Vance were on the way out. Um, they thought it was a good idea to fix for, for him to fix his mouth. To say, hey, mom, it's all over Twitter. Michael B. Jordan dead at 36. This woman almost collapsed. She was like, no, 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 no. And I don't, I didn't watch the whole video because I was kind of disgusted that, that he would do that. Well, but all I remember was that five minutes later, we saw a post from him snot crying going, I just want to apologize to Michael B. Jordan and anyone I offended. And you young, some of you young kids may not know what happened there, but niggas know. She tore his ass off the bone. But yeah, she she deserves her flowers, like I said. Absolutely. She's played very, a lot of iconic roles. Absolutely. She's been mothers to a lot of people. Um, And Honestly, like, I'm telling you, like, seriously, she's literally played an iconic person, like, including the made-for-TV movies. She's played, like I said, she played um, in the, she played Rosa Parks. She played Katherine Jackson, might I add. I do remember that. Of course, everybody remembers that. Kiki Palmer will not let us forget. <laughs> Akila and the B. <laughs> also was in Akila and the B. The mama on Akila and the B. See? Correct. Kiki Palmer will never let us forget that Angela Bassett played Catherine Jackson mm-hmm. uh, because she definitely does that. She definitely does that that legendary scene down to a T. It's wonderful. Um, she did it for Angela Bassett in, in an interview, and it, that was equally hilarious. Um, but yeah, flowers flowers to the go- to the to the goddess. Now. We're going to go into a quick segment that Lala is not going to like. Oh, fuck. Do um, I need to pour something? It's possible. What is it? So, for Humans Ain't Shit this week, I have an open letter to fans of the Dallas Cowboys. Wait a minute, God damn it. Why do we have to keep doing this shit when I'm on the fucking podcast? <laughs> like, I think that that we should not do it. When, like, I just think it's respectful. And then you come in my house with this disrespect. <laughs> like, y'all, I mean, at what? I don't give a damn if I am a Cowboys fan, but what part of disrespecting me... <laughs> I just said I gave you flowers at the beginning of this episode, and you how dare? How the fuck dare you come in listen, my residence? Because I with the bullshit, I've already spe- spoke my piece with the goddamn Dallas Cowboys, my goddamn self, and I'm I mean, a fan. You, I, I'm just saying you talked a lot of shit the last time. No, I I talk I did talk a lot of shit, but I but listen. No, no, use your platform responsibly. I am okay. I'm going to use it responsibly. Yes, however. 
I said I wanted them to win. I didn't say Super Bowl. I never said Super Bowl. That never came out of my motherfucking mouth. I never said that. Because, God damn it, we, can't, we ain't been to the Super Bowl in 20-something odd years. What the fuck makes y'all think we gonna go able to just leap into this motherfucker today? I no. Had, we, gotta, to, we gotta crawl before we motherfucking walk. We, shit, we still motherfucking... We barely can crawl. The goddamn cr- kicker fucked the goddamn game up for San Francisco. Y'all that crawl- shit... Y'all was ridiculous. Cra- y'all been crawling for 25 years. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm aware of this. I don't need no help. Listen. I've, I'm, I'm very much aware. You may be aware. And I, 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 you I may first, be using I, your platform I, I, responsibly. First, at first, I thought it was the coach. Mm-mm. It ain't the coach. No, no, no. Let me, let me, let me, here we go. Here we go. All here right. we go. Let me just. So, I'm only mentioning this. Because at my new job, I have already spotted the Dallas Cowboys fan. And of course, of course, he's no taller than 5'8". I need a tweet about this. This is fucking ridiculous. He has a hard... This nigga walked in with a Dallas Cowboy hard hat. Because he talks so much shit when they beat Tom Brady at his absolute worst... While he was playing the worst football of his entire career, they thought they did something and talked shit that they would never talk to Tom Brady in his prime. And he came in, he came in like he was a bad motherfucker. He got this big dookie chain with a Dallas Cowboys star on it. He was talking all that shit all day. And the following week, when the Dallas Cowboys had to play someone of note, when Dallas Cowboys actually had to play someone football worthy, someone with a young spry quarterback that wouldn't go get caught sleeping on the job like terrific Tom. Tom, go back to your family. He can't. <laughs> His dumb ass can't. Well, you know what? He sounded Tom, like you know what you know Tom, what go- Tom Tom sounds like right about now? He sounded like Terry from fucking Soul Food. That's oh, what he no. sound like. You know oh, what? No. You know what? Family. What family? What family? Fuck the family. Fuck the family. Family out here fucking my husband. Well, goddamn it, Giselle is out there living her motherfucking best life. I hope she does and twirl it on you and tells you, you know what, motherfucker? So, Suck it. That's what I hope she does. Well, you can't go back to your family. Tom, go get some pussy. No. Because this, ain't, cause this ain't this ain't it. No. This ain't it, bro. Go just go finish this, your podcast, please. So let me so. And they lost, and they folded. Folded? Like, it wasn't even a fucking word. They didn't show up to the end like, of the goddamn game to the last four minutes of the game. I watched it. He did not show they up to the fourth like 20, quarter. San Francisco scored like 20 unanswered points. Oh, we're talking about that game. Yeah, we're talking about that game. Oh, no, they didn't, they didn't score 20 unanswered points. But they, okay, they, San Francisco, they, they, I was about the, to say, San Francisco. They kicked, them off, in, they kicked them off in the ass pretty hard. Okay, I'm going to let you. They kicked them off in the ass pretty I'm hard. Let you talk your shit. <laughs> because. No, use your platform no, responsibly. No, so, the So, the young. So, at my job. The gentleman, John. The same energy was not kept. He walked around pretty sad the next week when San Francisco kicked him off in the ass. When Tom Brady was uh, 
throwing the ball to not Tom Brady. When uh Dak was uh Dak was catching numerous L's and incomplete passes. Listen, first Dak, of all. Dak was oh, Dak was having a long day. I, you know what? I'm gonna just finish and so and so one of the new people, one of the other new people at our job that came in after me, very polite young man. Uh, he was bringing me, my, he was bringing me my buyout sheets, and he said, "Well, I look for this, I I look for this all over, this part number all over, but Mister John, Mister John said we didn't have it." And I said, and I looked at him, I looked at him very closely. Now, granted, I haven't been here long. If this is week three for me, it's week two for him. But I said, if you want to stay working working here in the parts department, let me give you some advice. Don't ever, ever let me catch you calling that Cowboys fan over there, mister. Don't ever, you live in Houston, don't ever call, don't ever call no Cowboys fan, mister or sir. You live in Houston. You live in Houston, motherfucking Texas. Home, home of the Houston Texans. You live you live in the you live in Houston. And in Houston, we don't we don't salute. We don't salute and give people the and give Dallas Cowboys fans the respect of calling them shit like Mr. or Sir. That is a 5'8 nigga with a that is a 5'8 nigga with a Dallas Cowboys hard hat on. He probably got from the Kappa Beach party in 98. Mr. My Ass. His name is John. Niggas 5'8". You are a hard seven inches taller than him. Don't ever call no Cowboys fan sir or mister like it's a sign of respect or dignity. Cowboys fans have no dignity. God damn it now. That's just... that. Okay, that's just enough of that shit. Okay. I am back from getting what the fuck I needed to. Cowboys fans really thought they were showing up and showing out because they won three games more than they do in a usual season. Okay, listen, listen here, 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 here you go. And let me I tell you something. You are here, sir. That is not it, y'all. This is not it. This is not mm. it. They really thought they were doing something. We were, it, 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 as it is, they get three games into the season and think they're going all the way to the Super Bowl. How far did you think you were going to get? Let's say you did beat San Francisco, which we all knew you weren't because y'all weren't going to catch no young spry quarterback sleeping on the job like you did Tom Brady. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Thought you were going to beat the Chiefs? You thought Dak was going to catch Patty Mahomes? Sleeping? Are you done? No. Because okay. I just wanted to know when it's my turn. I just, I just, there was so much celebrating in my city, in Houston, Texas, of some foreign invader outsider team. For weeks, I had to hear about this. Tom gonna get kicked off in the ass. Tom gonna get kicked off in the ass. Like that's an accomplishment. Y'all kicking an old man when he down. That's not shit to be proud of. You just pushed an old man. You basically pushed an old man down a flight of stairs. That's not an accomplishment. 
He brought his ass here. He came. He brought his ass to this fucking fight. No, no, didn't nobody. <laughs> we been told him he fucking retired the first motherfucking time. He should have fucking left his ass there and retired. And I maybe he would then. still have his fucking wife. Don't you done got me all riled the fuck up now? And like I the just, disrespect is all just I real. want, and all I want Mm-mm. is the same energy. It's the same energy now that the Cowboys will be watching the AFC Championship. We'll be watching the Super Bowl, where they always watch the Super Bowl from home. All right, that's enough of that shit. Oh, wait, I got one more. No, I can't. I can't take another. These niggas had the unmitigated gall to have Jerry Jones, to have, uh, uh, what's the nigga from First Take? Oh, you asking my opinion? <laughs> What's the old watch nigga from First Take? Um, Stephen A. No, no, the cowboy. Irva, uh, uh, oh god, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin. First of all, first of Michael all, the Irvin. reason y'all had to press pause. Let Michael the Irvin press parade pause. His but the reason why, ad- the reason why, when you're sitting over here talking about who's the old washed up, old I don't, up I ass. don't know who you're talking about because ain't no old washed up. Michael Irvin was a le- is a motherfucking legend. He ain't washed up. He's a fucking legend. So give him his respect. That nigga, he's not a part of the generation of the losing Cowboys. He was a part of the winning Cowboys. Give that person a respect because if if the that Oilers nigga. would have won a Super Bowl. Everybody in Houston who is a Texan would want us to have some type of respect for y'all, and y'all don't deserve a damn respect. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Fuck y'all got rid of Lovey Smith, who's the best thing that ever happened to y'all. Michael Irvin. Even know that y'all ain't got no fucking football team as is. Michael Irvin is a legend in central booking. No, he is not a legend. Everybody wants to talk to me about rings and records. Leave him Stolen pawn shop rings and police records from that era of the Cowboys. Everybody forgot. That that, nigga, that that nigga walked on the field with, with coke on his nose. Everybody forgot that. Uh, right. Nobody's going to forget that the Texans are still going to be where they are. See, and here and this is the other part I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. The excuses. Mm-mm. The I'm legendary making, Cowboys am, excuses. It's always excuse. the one in the top, the one of the top three excuses in Houston, Texas from Cowboys fans is, well, what are the Texans doing? No, it's not we, an it's not an excuse. We live in reality and we no, have y'all, zero no. expectations time out, time of the Texans. Y'all do not have y'all do not live in fucking reality. Let's let's get that motherfucking. You don't clear. know y'all do you, not live in reality. Because you know because what you don't hear reality, from us? No, Because you know what you don't hear from us? You don't hear us saying shit like, and I quote, it was a moral victory. You don't hear us saying shit. Oh, like, bull fucking shit. You don't hear oh, time out. Because the way that the Texans, the Texans fans disrespected Deshaun Watson when he came, that's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. Yeah, after not just last season, y'all was just riding for the nigga and wanting everything about Deshaun Watson, thinking y'all were going to go to a fucking Super Bowl, all that it's other shit. It's not our fault Deshaun yeah. Watson was a nasty nigga. It's not. But at the same time, like, be real. Like, if you want to talk about the truth and being realistic and not want to, like, all jokes aside, honestly, all of these teams, every city has them. I bet you every state has a different rivalries, but there's not that many we, teams. There's only 13 of them motherfuckers. We don't. So, therefore, the Texans just need to be happy that they're amongst the elite 13. We Listen. That's all listen, I got to say. Listen. We have no expectations of the Texans right now. 
The Texans are restructuring. And a lot of times when, when, when a team has hit rock bottom and starts restructuring, it takes a few seasons. It takes some time. It takes some real – it takes some draft picks. It takes – as far as I'm concerned, the whole front office needs to go. But I digress. This is not a time for lamenting the Texans. I haven't been worried about the Texans because the Texans haven't been in the playoffs. I'm not. This is not a time for lamenting the Texans. This is a time of reflection. But if you would like to reflect about the Dallas Cowboys, and this is a time season, of celebration. I can, I, I can definitely tell you about as what, a, as a as a fan. Um, and I am a realistic fan. I'm not one of these that are just, you know, washed up and delusional because in my new place, I haven't even put the Dallas Cowboys stuff up for a I've reason. noticed. I've noticed. Um, it is a reason because I am tired of the disappointment that they give me. But I, myself, Lala Speaks, was never one of those Dallas Cowboys fans saying we're going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. I mean, you should I be tired of I never have said that. You should be I tired just of the said disappointment it was going to be our year. I didn't say I didn't finish the goddamn sentence. Yeah, I didn't yes, say ma'am. what our our year was. Yes, ma'am. Our year not to be a fucking joke. And you know what? We weren't that much of a joke. Too much. We was a, a joke, but not that much. Um, we at least got to, we got to the wild card game oh, and oh. passed the wild card game. So I give us our props for that. Congratulations wow. to the congratulations. Dallas Cowboys for that. However, congratulations to timeout. Twenty twenty three wild card I'm, I'm contenders. Not, I'm, I'm the not, Dallas I'm Cowboys. Not, I'm, not I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. However. If you only have one job to do, and that is to kick the fucking ball, <laughs> then my Goddy Almighty, you should be outside every motherfucking day kicking the fucking ball. When you wake up, you should be kicking your leg. When you sit down, kicking your leg. Just kick, just keep kicking. That's all you gotta do. Kick, 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 kick. You've been kicking since you were in the womb. Keep kicking, but not him. No. no, not him. And then had the nerve to still have a job. This is how you know white privileges existed. Because if it was a nigga, his ass would not have no job. He would have been on the unemployment line because I sat here and watched him miss four, four <laughs> field goals. <laughs> ain't no goddamn wind, ain't no rain, ain't nothing in sight. And you missed him. Might I add, the San Francisco game, they was on a high horse from the goddamn pay, uh, uh, Buccaneers game thinking that they was on a high shit. But neither the 49ers or the Cowboys had a high-ass game. That was only field goals. You know, if the Cowboys had a kicker, the field goals would have probably been a little bit higher. However, they weren't because our kicker fucking sucks. Y'all got to stop buying them kickers off of, off of Wayfair. I don't even think they bought them off of Wayfair. I think that this one actually came off of eBay. All I'm saying. And it was auction off. All I'm eBay saying. eBay auction off, which eBay doesn't even have new stuff. It's old shit. All I'm saying is that. Somebody grandson just needed a job, and Jerry Jones decided to give them a job. But Jerry, hey, Jerry, I'm, I need a job, too. So can you give me one? But, but you know, I digress. All I'm saying is that. The nature, the natural balance of the universe has been restored. Life is going on in the NFL with relevant teams, 
with relevant quarterbacks, with relevant players, with relevant kickers. All I got to say is who um, with relevant kickers who don't who don't miss enough who don't miss enough simple. He's not the only kicker. He's, field goals. he's not the only kicker that sucks. He really isn't. He's and then, just, and then no, I'll, he's just the one that sucks the most. And then I just want to also also mention that to the Carolina Path Panthers, I think y'all are the most idiots. Y'all are so stupid. Y'all are so goddamn stupid. Y'all are so stupid because the reason why San Francisco is where they're going, and I'm only saying this because I dearly, dearly have an outright hatred for the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, as much as I love Philly and everything and, and a part what of me if, wanted to move the to Philly. What do the Eagles do to you besides produce? Uh, first of all, I have been a, I've been an anti-Eagle fan my entire life. Don't get it twisted. I'm 33 years old. I've been a fan of the Dallas Cowboys for 33 years. Yes, wow. I know somebody is going to be like, Lauren, how were you a fan and you were a baby? Boop, you boop, boop. weren't even fuck, born. Fuck the bullshit. It's legacy over here. The last time the Dallas hey, Cowboys hey, hey. produced. Yes, I was. Forrest Gump was in theaters the last time the Dallas Cowboys produced. I was born. I was born in 89. I'm not old. You're not old. Don't get it's it true. twisted. It, I did see them. The Dallas Cowboys legacy of losing is old. I mean, they did win in 95. When, yes, in 95 when Old Dirty Bastard was still alive. But I'm just saying. <laughs> so don't say I didn't see it in my lifetime. I did. Now, if I was born in 99, that would be a were different you, situation. Were you even, were you, had you started school when the Dallas Cowboys yes. were producing? Yes, I was in school because I had a crush <laughs> on Deion Sanders. Thank you very much. I was in the first grade. I actually just wanted to play football, actually. Flip phones had not been invented the last so, time the Dallas Cowboys produced. So, you know what? You know, I just think that the disrespect does I, not need to be happening. The important part, and I'll close on this, the important yeah, part. Yeah, we need to wrap this segment up. This segment is not very okay. <laughs> the important part is that balance has been restored to the universe. It has not. Balance has Light, not. You want to know something? White has been restored me, to the conference. I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you why fucking inflation keeps happening. Because Dallas Cowboys can't fucking win. And Y'all just let us fucking win. Maybe shit go back to normal. And the losers. No, just let us go have, back to normal. And now football is easy is, is going back to being simpler to navigate. Because anytime you watch a Dallas Cowboys game, they let you know who the loser is. Because the loser, like they have for the past... 25 years will always have a star next to their name. In short, in closing. When Oz's episode is, is a little bit shorter than the normal thing and because he got kicked the fuck out of my house, y'all will know what happened. I ain't say nothing. I ain't hurt nobody. I ain't even... It's just a disrespect. You could have waited... I you could have did this shit last week. You could actually <laughs> call somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. But I don't think I deserve this slander or even to hear it. Now I got to resage my goddamn house and shit because you brought all this negativity up in here. The fuck? That is not cool. That is, that's not cool. That is, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I love nah. you. 
I love you. People don't understand. Like they're like, oh, it's just football. No, I'm I'm a, I ride for the I ride for the Dallas Cowboys so motherfucking hard that whenever I whenever I get in my relationship, the way I love the Cowboys, as much as I put up with all they bullshit, I will put up with everybody else's bullshit at the same amount of energy. That's a sad story. But Song that, of the week. No, it's not. That means that I'm loyal. I will be there through thick and thin. If you lose, if you win. Well, that's not going to happen, so don't worry about that. Song so of the week. Ta- you, you, negativity. Song negativity. of the week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Mario is still recording. And he's recording some good shit, too. Who, Mario who? Mario, the, 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 you know, you say you just a friend, Mario. Mario? Mario. Is that, is that how he says it? I'm telling you, you got you to. Gotta... Okay. All right, well, when Mario. I come out and say that my name is different. Mario. Mm-hmm. Mario's still recording. Mm-hmm. And Mario recording some bops. Uh, Song of the Week is from Mario. It's called Like Her Too. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a great podcast. And we will be back for more opinions while black. Let's go. Let's get comfortable. Plus two, back of the coop. You know what to do. Keep your hands on me. Feel ecstasy. Dirty sprite, open doors just for you. I know you're like a two, like I do. This point of view is something new. Just like I do This point of view Is something new for you Girl, I don't really want to think this through Just keep on doing what you're doing I'm pulling her hair, I'm glad that you came It's okay to share, oh baby, you're something else So don't be jealous of your reflection Baby, I know, I know, I know You like her too, just like I do This point of view Just keep on doing what you're doing 
that was Like Her Too by Mario. I like her too, Mario. <laughs> and so I, okay, so he does call himself Mario. I'm not going to make fun of people who pronounce Listen, their names I'm differently. Gonna, I, 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 just I, told, am I told somebody a couple months ago I was going to change the way I spoke, uh, said my name, pronounced my oh, name. Oh, boy. Because, I mean, I just tweeted about this, like, that you shouldn't say my government name unless you're coming with a check. But, I mean, my government name is pretty popular. So, but um, I think I've been pronouncing my name. I told my mom this months ago. Uh, I've been pronouncing my name wrong. You told your mother? Yes. Who gave you the name? Yes. We've that you were pronouncing it wrong? Yep, we've been pronouncing it wrong. How does Ralph Lorene, how does Ralph Lauren say his name? It's not just Ralph Lauren. It's. He it's, made, but he made that shit up though. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he made that shit up, Egg motherfucking exactly. And I too, okay, should be able to have my name with some elegance because guess what? You gave me that motherfucking name for a fucking reason. Because so, Ralph was out when I was born, so, so you was trying to make me up that up to that par. You get what I'm saying? See, do you realize that if you buy for you men and of course, anybody who wears men's draws, that the polo draws mm-hmm. is expensive. Mm-hmm. Through the roof. So guess what? When you think of somebody named Lauren, think of them about the, like polo draws. Expensive so, than a motherfucker. So I'm going to jump in right there. What? It's uh, because Lala Speaks is literally my podcast sister. She's a sister to me. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate her saying... Think of the name Lauren. Mm-hmm. Whenever you whenever you put on your boxers. Whenever you put on them expensive drawers, just See, know that that's a problem. Lala Speaks is just as, as expensive as them drawers. I, I don't need to know that. That's the information I'm, I don't need to be privy to. Cause, uh, cause I guess, mean, them, them drawers cost like, like, First of all, like $80 I, or $90 a pack anyway, don't they? It, this is true. When okay, put, so guess what? For when I put on my expensive drawers, okay. I'm usually putting them on. Oh, uh, I'm usually putting them on with the with the intention of somebody um, taking them off, um, with the intention of getting pussy. See, okay, time out. See, you was talking about me, and see, you overcrossed the boundary right there. Ralph ain't nobody the, asked. Ain't nobody asked you put that in. You that literally sentence. said. You just said. I didn't say nothing about nobody taking your drawers Think off. Of your I just name. said, I just Think said, when of you your put on them expensive ass drawers, I don't want to. I didn't say nothing about when you take I them off. I never want to think because of I you. want the only person I want to think of me when they take them off is I, the person I think about. I never want to be thinking of. Your, I think your I think name. of this person, and I hope they thinking of me too. Well, Valentine's Day coming up, you you never know. Oh shit! Oh god, you're giving me anxiety. Oh god. Ain't no anxiety. This is the second Valentine's Day of me in this new uh, dimension. And baby, I am terrified. Last year, it was cool. It was chill. Because she, she expensive, too. I ain't, but this year? This one this year? So. It's a it's it's a it's a roster. Actually, you do since you brought up Valentine's Day. You know, you guys um might want to start do, doing your finalizations because um you only got a few more weeks. Look, unless look. you're trying to take out all the bitches, and I think I think the, fi- the final dra- out- the final drafts. Let me tell you something for Valentine's Day. The final drafts have been drafted. Everybody else, and you really have to listen to Patreon to understand this term. 
is is still in the pussy rapture. It's the end of the season. It's the end of the season. Because after, because after, because after Valentine's Day, we start, we start spring training again, and spring training is when all the breakup is when all the breakups, the the pre breakups for summer happen. Oh, and y'all gotta be careful because you know that. Mercury be retroing, and I don't understand why it be we don't have talking any, to all that going on. No, because so that be we don't have up. any retrogrades. Apparently, what? I've been told. Time out. So, you know the re- you, oh, hold, on, wait. hold on, hold on, no, hold on, hold on. Let me cook. Let me cook. I'm gonna land. So, Mars retrograde ends or has ended. Mercury retrograde ended not long after that, or is or is about to end. So that means I get at least two months where I don't have to hear the, where I don't have to hear this astrology bullshit. Okay, time out before you get all excited that you don't get to hear hear the astrology. What pussy you been talking to about astrology? Because that all sounds like sounds, all of them. No, 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 no. It sounds like someone has really had some good pillow talk with your ass. So that you know about the different the planets and the moons and which work. I'm talking about Mercury. You talking about fucking Saturn retrograde? I didn't even go upon that. That's another level. That's another top no, tier. No, it's, you're invested. It's, it's Mars retrograde. And the See, reason oh, I, and, and then and then go no, correct. No, 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 no. And the reason I was specific, the reason I was specific about which retrograde it is, is because. I've gotten a lot of shit on this podcast over the years about me not knowing what I'm talking about when I tell people that they get on my fucking nerves with this astrology shit. I know something a little bit about this shit. I'm just annoyed by it because it's nonsense. Because your birthday is in October. My birthday is in September. I'm a Virgo on the cusp. Wait. September 22nd. Yes, that is a cuss person. I'm a cuss person. That's why I thought you, this is the reason why I thought you were born in October. Because I thought you were a Libra. But you're a cuss person on the Libra spectrum. So Virgos are wonderful people. Through and through. Okay. I I feel that I am entitled to say this for two reasons. Are you giving me a fucking reading? Um, Number one, no, I'm not. Number one, I have to say this because of... I'm on your podcast, so that's Fair enough. respect. You, using your platform responsibly. Um, number two, I was created by Virgos. So both of them, I have an August. My mama is an August Virgo. Yeah. And my daddy is a September Virgo. And then and I have grandparents who are Virgos. And But to be honest, y'all want to know where this fire ass shit comes from? The fire sign in me. My grandmother, my great grandmother, or my grandmother, Sagittarius. I'm so happy to hear it. But let me tell you something. Okay. I'm a crybaby. So I'm glad I didn't cry on your pod about the cold cowboys thing. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you didn't cry too. But because there's going, there will be more cowboy slander as this, as this, as as this. It, there has always been cowboy slander on opinions while black, and there will always continue to be cowboy slander on opinions while black. That has never changed. And then I, and then you want to know, you know what? I just realized you use my button 
to talk about my cowboys. That is fucking disrespectful. Oh, you decided that that's your button. Because we, me and Fluent already said that's the La La Speaks button. <laughs> We've already came to the conclusion. I have made it past three episodes. So therefore, I have a button because I'm speaking. I don't have, my name is Lala Speaks. I don't have a podcast no more, y'all. y'all they, they, uh, <laughs> these niggas, these niggas I've invited, I've invited to be a part of this movement have just come in and just decide that they're taking this shit over. This is what got her and Ariel muted the last time they were all together. I and I still haven't forgotten. And, and I haven't forgotten about the about my ongoing theory, Ariel, if you're listening, that you are in fact a stripper. Because uh, you are from DC. If she's a, if she's a stripper, then I'm a fucking pimp. Are you are you admitting to because soliciting I, women on air? I, I mean, I'm not I'm not soliciting, but are you I can't admi- go be a stripper. But are you admitting to I'm my own pimp? Are you admitting to promoting? Are you admitting to promoting women with the intent to distribute? Um, no. Okay, use your platform responsibly now. Um. But what I will say is, I play no games. So if you Dallas Cowboys didn't play that game either, they ain't ain't even close to play that game. (laughs) What's on the rundown, y'all? What's going on on the rundown? I was gonna be kicked out of my house. (laughs) I didn't brought out liquor. I love this woman. This is my sister. I love her. To give him the inspiration that he needs. I tell him all the time. We cannot. If you're I have talking been drinking about, this shit a little fast. <laughs> you sitting over here talking about your tagline. You are sitting here with the least soberest team. This and is, we were fucking. And we were fucking sober. And this it was not least, giving what it needed to be given. So I brought this out is the, the least fucking sober liquor. team. This is it's true. This is the least sober team. What is going on on the rundown? Uh, we do have to get the RIP out of the way. Uh, as we are recording this podcast, it is a somber moment. Um, as we're recording this podcast, uh, what's the gentleman? Tyree. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to, I had to take a minute to figure out how to pronounce his name, but yes. Um, Tyree Nichols. Tyree Nichols, the gentleman who was um, accosted, who was assaulted uh, by five policemen, um, apparently of the same color as him. Uh, he did not make it. I'm so sorry. He did not make it. Um, he is no longer with us. Um, I'm sick of this shit, to be honest with you. I'm sick of this shit. And here's what fucks me up. I'm going to get to a point. One of our listeners, Jessica Crawford, shout out to her, um, using her platform responsibly. Um. I'm going to get to something that she said that made me want to put this at the top of the rundown. Um, I'm sick of this shit, man. And here's what fucks me up about this. Me and Randall had a conversation about this uh, a couple of days ago. Everybody that partook in assaulting this man, basically, well, now killing this man, were also niggas. They were also black. And here's what fucks me up about that. Culturally. We give these motherfuckers such passes. We know there are black cops. We know there are black cops out there. And we know some, and we know maybe they wild out just like niggas on any other job. Here's my problem. We give these niggas a pass kind of 
we it's kind of an unspoken thing. It's kind of an unspoken agreement that we have with people with people that look like us on that side of the badge. Because we know that they're probably privy to a lot of bullshit that goes on within the department. We know they've probably they've probably seen a lot of bullshit that they can't discuss openly within the department, but we kind of silently unconsciously give them passes because a lot of times they can't speak up because their their jobs are not not just their jobs they are threatened a lot of times and we we know this now that a lot of, more often than not they're they're threatened by their livelihoods they're threatened um by um people threatening their families and so a lot of times it's fear that behooves them uh, to stay silent. And we kind of just, uh, we, we just kind of, we try to turn a blind eye because to some, cause some of these motherfuckers is just a check. And sometimes you have to work within your uh, field of study. And sometimes these motherfuckers that have nothing but backgrounds in law enforcement, backgrounds in the military, trying to get a job out here is hard for everybody. So we kind of give them these unspoken passes. But it's becoming more and more apparent that they are falling victim mentally to the mindset, to the to power-mad mindset of law enforcement, that they are falling into that thin blue line shit, that that, that misguided that misguided idea of omerta or whatever, that they are falling into that bullshit too. And that they are harming people that look like them and they are doing harm to their community. I don't even want to call it their community because these motherfuckers are no, are these, I don't, I don't believe I share community with motherfuckers like this. Now, I don't want to be um, insensitive or anything. Um, Sure. You said they look like him, right? Oh, these were all, most of them were all uh, just dark, young, dark-skinned niggas. Okay. So, here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Just like they have a job, and they probably dreamed all their lives on being a police officer or something as such. Other people, too. Deserve to grow up. Black men. Black young men deserve to grow up. We do. No no bullshit aside. Um, hell, I know I've been advocating for black men longer than everybody getting on this movement. Sure. You know? Um, sure. So I don't it, want to spend too. It, long no, it's not. It's not to be spending on too long, but it's so sad and it's unfortunate. I do um, prayers to his family, prayers to his mother. I pray for her to have strength. Prayers to this young man's children. Um, it is not. We don't be even easy, know why they did this. Sometimes you know. Do we know? Do Do we no, have any idea what you, they pulled him over for we, in the first but, place? No, but if. But if we know the why, is it going to make it any better? No, no, and and that's true too. And there's another knowing the why is going to make you even more mad. That's true too. And we're gonna and we're gonna. There's another story like that we're gonna go over. And white people must be stopped. But 
it's just outright ridiculous. But um, I'm genuinely upset. It, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really and also praying for Memphis. Like pray for this city because Jesus, it's something going on. I don't know what it is, but all this corruption everywhere is getting out of control, and everybody needs to get it, get get their shit together. Agreed. Agreed. Stop being fucking rude. Um. And and not even that. I can't even. I don't even feel bad for the fact that they were punished disproportionately, or or, or are in the on the process of being punished disproportionately, um, because they are black men, because they shouldn't did this shit, and we don't even know to this day. We don't even know why they pulled this motherfucker over for real. Um, Jessica Crawford, uh, a one of uh, a, a listener. A fan, I'll, I'll say. Uh, I'm a fan of hers too. I, I, I like that she's using her platform responsibly. Um, technically, the, usually this would be a listener letter, but since we are talking about Tyree at this moment, I did want to highlight that she mentioned to me, um, because I have not watched the video, and I, I intend, I, I not refuse. In, hey, I, I'm not hey, watching the video. Time out. You don't need to be watching the video either. If you see someone who has posted the video. With all due respect, please do not repost that shit. We, if you got traumatized, that doesn't mean everybody else does. I learned my lesson with George Floyd. If it says this is sensitive content, then my ass is not clicking it. It's, it's, so you should do the same. It's misery porn. It's trauma porn. It's, you're not learning anything new. It's just designed Could to make you, you feel imagine bad. Imagine if there were cameras around. For other, all the other people Let before me, cameras. Well, I'll get to that too. But Jessica Crawford wanted us to know. She Now, she personally feels like, uh, I'll, as a matter of fact, I'll read what she sent to me, what she told me. I feel like the officers who killed Tyree are part of that toxic subset of alpha male podcast listener types. Uh, the way they were talking to him and their relentless aggression and need to dominate a person. Um. Now again, I I could not comment specifically because I did not watch the video and I refused to. Um, but she was like, "I think that culture is more deadly than people know, and we're going to be seeing more of this type of violence." I agree. The reason I agree is because with the white incels, that's exactly what happened. The more the more the white incels were emboldened, the more violence we saw. Um, the more active shooter situations with people who identified as or with incels, we saw. Um, in terms of these young men, I don't know if they were part of that manosphere bullshit or not. Signs would point to it because, yes, they did have, they, from the things that I was told that they said to the young man, uh, calling him a bitch and calling him a little, a little, a little, a little girl and all this shit. They show a lot of signs of toxic masculinity. So it's entirely possible that they um, were emboldened by rhetoric that they had been fed. That's entirely possible. I don't know for sure. I would not be surprised if 
because you know the internet is a bunch of detectives. I would not be surprised if in, if in a day or two they went through these motherfuckers' social medias and they found a bunch of Kevin Samuels bullshit. If they found a bunch of Andrew Tate bullshit. If they were a part of that manosphere, manosphere circle, I don't know that for sure, but I would not be surprised if that were the case. Um, Jessica Crawford is a reporter in Texas, and even and we can see the narratives being spun because she had to, um, she according to her, she did have to correct um, a lot of the context in which. Um, she was being she was being given the news in terms of how she was going to report it. Um, she had, and she had to make sure it was being discussed right because, you know, she was the only black reporter on scene, or on you know on, on you know on in the office that day, and she had to make a lot of changes to the accuracy and the tone of how this was being discussed. So I do want to salute her, um, for using her platform responsibly for using her platform to influence, uh, to basically, this is what we're always talking about when we talk about Jamal. So she was being a good, she was being a good Jamal in terms of, A, maybe we don't use that picture. A, maybe we don't talk about X, Y, and Z in terms of who he was and his vocation out in the world. Maybe we don't talk. Maybe we maybe when we stick to the facts of what we know, um, as far as why he was pulled over, as far as you know, little things like that add to the context of how of how the general public looks at these people and looks at us and our humanity. It's almost like I understand the, like the Jamal, right? What you're talking about, and like I said earlier. Does it, would it make a difference if we knew all of that different shit? Does that make a difference? I think so. so But, but like, the reason why I say that is because if these typical people are, like, say it's a, say it's a young black man and he's 27. If you knew, he may dress like what you quote unquote is, think think is a thug. Mm -hmm. If you knew this young man was on his way to, go study or you knew that he was on the horizon of he was going to go to school to get his master's or starting his own business. If you knew all that, would that make you stop and not do what you did? No, it would not. It would not make your emotions or whatever anger you have at that point. Stop. I I understand what you're saying. And I think I, I get it that because I've said it myself that, Respect. And I'm not talking in terms of respectability because respectability politics is a bunch of bullshit because we all know, like I always say, Henry Louis Gates is the most respectable motherfucker on the planet and the police hemmed him up for trying to get into his own house. I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying, like, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. respectfully, what I'm saying is that it is important that when we are in these positions in media and when we are in these positions in entertainment, that's a position of privilege. And w- when you have a voice there, it is for the good of the community, it is an obligation of yours to control that narrative properly. It is. Because it is, the narrative it is, is very, important. It is very important and for how you we to are, contr- can control things. And how we are represented. But at the same time, 
we have to be completely honest with the fact that a lot of us don't know the complete truth. So when it comes to media, sometimes we are just given the facts of what we know or what we want to fucking talk about. Sure. There are some people who can know all the facts and they're only going to talk about how he was on his, he was getting, he was getting pulled over. They're not going to talk about he was getting pulled over because he had to tell light out. They're not going to, they're not going to say all that. Well, that's true. They're going to say he got pulled over and then da, 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 da. he must have been doing something. He must have been doing something I, I else. I understand what he, you're saying. You, it doesn't matter. Like I'm saying, it don't matter. Like you can even take the story of, okay, you can take the story of Emmett Till mm. in today's time. Sure. Now, in today's time, it would affect people. Mm-hmm. It affected people back then. Yeah, it did. But it would affect people in a different way. And even his mother knew that. That if you see my baby and what they did to him, you will understand why I am as mad as I am. Don't even matter about what he did. It doesn't matter who he was. You just taking one little known fact. And that's what you're judging everything on. Like I said, for this particular young man, I don't know anything about him. Mm. All I do is pray for his family. I pray for his kids. I've heard that he has kids and I wish them nothing but healing and hoping that they can learn how to, they're going to grow up differently. They're going, things are going to be a lot different. I hope they find a new way how to get over it and take this and use it as ammunition and motivation to be a face and use their voice sure. to stop the problem. Um, rest in peace to Tyree Nichols. Um, respect to that family. Prayers and condolences. Um, I, 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 don't, I think I can speak for a lot of people, particularly people that listen to this platform, when I say that we are sick of this shit. And... I'm sick of I'm sick of talking about how sick of it I am. Um, something got to shake, man, and I don't want to. I'm not gonna make. I'm, I, I don't want to make this whole program that kind of podcast because um, y'all don't really come here for that. But no, it, but um, I mean, it's it's important that we all take a moment. We digress. It's good to have a place to get out your feelings instead of yeah. You have to air it out. Because if you hold it in, it don't do nothing, y'all. Um, Even getting it out sometimes, I know some people are like, it didn't do nothing. It does. It really does. It gives you a piece. And then you find people who are like-minded like you. Um, moving forward, I want to talk about um, how, I, and there was some people that wanted me to talk about the uh, top rapper of 2022 list. Uh, that wanted me to talk about how Billboard is releasing their top 50 rapper list, all-time rapper list or whatever, week by week. Listen, y'all, because we're going to skip over all that. I One of the things that I've taken, I Randall is not just a dear, close friend of mine. He's not just my brother. He's not just the homie. He's also kind of a, I, I considered him kind of a mentor. And one of the things I've learned from my mentor especially him being um, a a local rap legend himself, um, is to not fall for the bait with these lists. It's not helpful. Like, 
when Billboard, when Complex, when these white-owned corporations, media corporations, Rolling Stone start talking about who's the top what whatever in hip-hop, that's not for the benefit of their readership. It's for the it's it's for it's to get us arguing about it. Cause the more we argue about it, the more we're gonna click on it for context. I'm not taking the bait. Y'all can go around and be mad that Rolling Stone named Kendrick Lamar the best rapper of all time. Y'all can be mad. The 21 Savage got named last year's biggest rapper. I don't care. That shit wasn't made for me. That shit wasn't made for D. Randall. That shit wasn't made for serious people who consume hip-hop. That shit was made for Twitter to argue about. And every time we do, we're falling for the trap. These lists are a trap. Do not fall for the trap, y'all. Don't. We can move on from it. Um, what else do I want to go over? Oh, um, time for Drake Watch. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Time for Drake Watch. The only the only segment dedicated to what Six God is doing, who Six God is doing it with, and whether or not there are coded messages to Rihanna in it. Um, Drake performed at the Apollo recently. I don't know if this was like a surprise concert. It, it was. I I know people. I know there at were the people, what at the Apollo. I thought they closed in Harlem. I thought they closed. No. So it's a, it's a thing. I'm confused. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Um, Drake performed at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Um, he did an hour and he did like an hour and a half set. He, he did quite a few of Bop. He did quite a few Bops. Actually, let me let me see if I can bring up the track list. Actually, I want to bring up the set. I mean, the set list rather. Um, I, it sounds like he was performing all my Bops. Like he like he was performing all the shit I love. Uh, he started off with "Over My Dead Body." Um, which is actually, which is exactly my shit. But, um, I thought this was interesting because when was the last time we remember a Drake tour? We don't need that right now. It's been a while. We don't need that. Well, I mean, whether we need it or not is kind of. No, the reason why I say that is because (sighs) I don't need that right now. I just mean in terms of. Him being of the magnitude that he is, whether no matter how no matter how we feel about him, no, 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 no. The magnitude. Listen, I, I'm not I, saying this from hatred. I love Drake. No. I, I will Drake Bob. I what, Drake and drive all the time. What um, Drake and drive? Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, Drake and drive. Um, because they say don't Drake and drive. That's I a, Drake and drive. Fuck a, y'all. Drake a, and drive is the fucking key to success. Okay, that's hilarious. Um, I do a lot. 
yeah, of Drake and driving. But, My point being. Um, but I will say that, this. The reason why I'm saying the, about the tours is because don't nobody need to be on tour when Beyonce is on fucking tour. And Beyonce well, is on tour in fucking Dubai. But we, I'll say, <laughs> but, we can, but we, can, we, can, we can put that in the conversation, too, in that Beyonce is out there performing in Dubai for what I, I believe, what I've heard was like, Forty million or something. I don't know how much. I don't it's, know what the number it's was. It's a lot. It's it's a big check. It's a big. But check. however, so, I also was told this on TikTok that we in America need to stop going to concerts in America because I our dumbass. Li- listen, because we sit here and spend all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds on a ticket for one night, and I have been a firm believer of this shit. I'm not paying that high ass price for that ticket unless we're going to dinner. I'm getting me some. I'm getting dinner. I'm getting some. I'm gonna be able to wake up and we got bad breath together or some shit. Look, that's what I think we need. That's a lot. That's I a, understand. That's a lot. I understand. But, I understand. The, but the TikTok person made sense of it is that why would you go spend hundreds of dollars, like five, six hundred dollars on a ticket for a concert when you can go spend it on a trip and go see them in that country? And get the uh, ticket lower, and the whole trip is a thousand and something I'm dollars. So, I'm so sick of the passport people. It's okay. I'm about that, to be one. It's pocket watching. It's pocket watching, and, and 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 it's corny. Like I had to get out a lot of these travel groups on social media because they all sound like this. Right. Everybody, every there's nothing wrong, but every but quit. Quit even, shaming other people. Even, everybody even doesn't live their. Everybody doesn't live their life to it, it, for the express purposes of being on somebody's beach every single weekend of their life. I am not. I okay. So right now, I'm not traveling. Clearly, um, but I have never been a traveling person. At the same time, I will go do stuff. Yes, I would like to go see certain things, but that does not. Jump my bones. And I guarantee you that person who said that doesn't know the cost of a gallon of milk. So I already don't want to hear from them. Like I told you earlier, I don't even give a damn about no gallon of milk cost because I don't even drink milk. Because you bitch. don't drink milk. Because what's the fucking point? And well, fair, okay, I am concerned because fair life is getting a little motherfucking expensive. Yes, it is. And um, I like my chocolate milk. I do like fair, fair life chocolate milk is, I do like fair is life. very good. Fair life How, However, However, when they when that bitch gets to seven dollars, we are going to have a yeah, motherfucking have a, problem. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. We already got a problem so, with these high ass eggs, but the problem the problem but, I have, the larger issue that I have with these concerts, and it's not even an issue because I don't know that's where it's headed. No, Drake had this surprise had this concert, and it's one of these concerts where. If you weren't privy or you weren't if you weren't in the know in New York, you weren't going. It, this was one of those concerts. This is one of those concerts that was for the who's who people. So I, didn't, I, I think because I didn't I hear think, about nobody but podcasters are, going. Yeah, but I think that's the other thing. That's the problem because Beyonce is part of the problem. Concert in Dubai. Yes, we all know that she's performing in Dubai for all these millions of dollars, but not every regular ass smegular person could buy those tickets. No regular smegular ass person, right? Could buy it those was tickets. for the it was for the who, who's who of that country. So, so that I think that 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 artists understand that hey, 
everybody is a normal ass person and they're not going to pay all this for me not to be singing and for me to sit out here like the joke that Steve Harvey used to make on Kings of Comedy. Uh, they go to the concert and pay all that money and they be like, oh, what you say? No, motherfucker, don't tell me to sing. You sing the motherfucking song. I pay my well, fifty five ninety five for your ass to motherfucking sing. Well, Drake, and I think well we that's know Drake didn't have that kind of show. Drake, well, but, but at the same time, I think we're just in different eras because we went through the era of festivals, right? Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic happened. And then so, now we're in the minute. Now we're open, but we're kind of probably scared. So we want to maybe do just intimate stuff, but intimate sure. stuff that's guaranteed money. You sure. get what I'm saying? Sure. We're trying to be here with the guaranteed, not for the, oh, in five years we'll see it. No, bitch, I need to see it today. Well, that's fair. And what I'm saying is, what and, and, and what to... To bounce off of your point, my issue is concerts are a huge part of the musical experience, particularly in the Western world. Um, I don't think they should get so inaccessible. And I don't know that they're all going to get so inaccessible because I don't know that lower tier artists are doing the, are going to be doing the same thing. I don't know that that Ari Lennox is going to be giving us this is, is going to be hitting us with the same high price shit as, you know, a Drake or a Beyonce. I don't know Jill Scott's going on tour. I don't know that Jill Scott is going to be hitting us with the same high prices and production levels as Drake or Beyonce. But in the larger tier of the mainstream, these, these crossover artists, I don't know how I feel about the idea of them getting so inaccessible. Um, of Drake getting so inaccessible, even though that's kind of his brand. Of Beyonce getting so inaccessible, even though that's kind of her brand. And everybody just expects. Nobody knows about whether a tour is on the way, but they just expect that a tour is going to be expensive out the ass. I don't think that should come to be the expectation from ticket prices because Drake and Beyonce are going to, if they're going on tours, they're going to set the standard. And people are going to plan their tours around not overlapping with Drake and Beyonce. And and their people are going to price those accordingly to not being at the same time as Drake or Beyonce. And I'm just worried that it's making it, it, and again, not the story with Drake or Beyonce, but I'm worried that it's going to make a lot of artists whose whole hook was being accessible, making them inaccessible. Summer Walker, who has like anxiety issues about people, could come in and sit in a room and kick it with you. I mean, granted, she'd be on the other side of the room, but but, come in the room and kick is, it with you. but how are these people any different from any of us? Because think about it like yeah, this. Well, nobody thinks they're different from it. Well, well, the reason why I say that is I'm just piggybacking off of what you said. If you're saying like you can pay for all this money and Summer Walker can come into a room and not and she has social anxiety, but put on a show. Yeah. Or go sit in the corner, well, I, I, I or mean, be around you. But she's I, gonna sit on the. Granted, she's gonna sit on the other side, but she well, could be well, amongst. I, well, for Summer Walker, I meant in terms of the meet and greets. Right, right, Shit right, like that. right. But when I'll say this, you do realize that a lot of these people who are entertainers mm-hmm. 
have some type of social anxiety that does not make sense to anyone else. Sure. It really doesn't. Like, if you probably were to sit down and ask Beyonce, Beyonce might be afraid to speak in front of a a large crowd, right? Terrified. Mm. But we'll we'll sing her ass off on the stage. Mm, Sure. Yeah. It's no different. Like, myself. There's somewhere sometimes I I'm embarrassed or I'm afraid to do certain things, but I will get behind this microphone and and just talk my shit and have no worries. Don't even give a damn mm-hmm. you as well. You know, mm-hmm. there's just certain things. It's just people are people mm-hmm. and it don't even matter if they get a, they people with, with bigger checks. That's all. They just people with big checks. We people with little checks and we trying to get to the big check money. Fair enough. That's all. Okay. Um, um, one more thing, and then we'll go to break. T.J. Holmes and Amy White woman get on my damn nerves. Are officially fired from Good Morning America. They were. And they ain't got you about to lose your job. They were. Pre- they were previously suspended. They are now fired. Mm, I know um, that feeling. I'm so sorry, y'all. I hope y'all well, got unemployment. Well, and part of this was that or a severance package. Well, part of this was that the the. The network couldn't hold back the facts anymore. Mm-hmm. It was Didn't coming out. Tell you how to hire both of us. Well, it was coming out more because it, it, it was that y'all allowed us to be doing all this fucking. No, not even that. <laughs> TJ, it turns out TJ Holmes was a hoe on on. Uh, oh, in the oh, you didn't know? TJ was fucking quite a few people over the Ma'am, years. Ma'am, you thought that hit, you thought that that was the only. <laughs> you thought you was the only one, well, sis. Not nah. only that. Well, it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. It was it was uh, consensual. Whether or not it was consensual, apparently he was not physically, but he was a monster. That he was abusive, um, verbally abusive to these women, and that he was and that he was a monster. Um, Shut up, you. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> But listen, but wait, you can't put, wait, you can't put flip, this shit. You can't put this shit past wait, me, though. Wait, there's a flip side to it, right? There's a flip side to it because uh, for a while it was looking like they were trying to throw TJ in particular under the bus, and there was a reason that Amy White woman kind of she stepped, saved his life, kind of visibly stepped away and was not necessarily jumping in front of the bullet. Oh, that she didn't turns, want to be super. No, woman. it turns out now that she was on her bullshit too. That she was that she had alcohol abuse problems. Oh, so and she I was wilding out, out I on set. I can't out act out that you was info because I got alcohol problem and I need to just go ahead and go on to my respected con- corner. So she had to leave him to his devices. But the reason why I say I'm not surprised is because you see what they did to Matt Lauderdale, a uh, Matt lawyer, whatever Matt his name, Lauer, Lauer whatever, yeah. see, a Lauer, yeah. lawyer, whatever, because he should have lawyered his ass up, because Matt was doing the same motherfucking shit, ain't that the same damn set? So why didn't you think? No, no, that was ABC, uh, no, Matt Lauer was NBC, TJ and them were ABC. But it's the same, it's not that far apart. I Seriously, I think, saying. I think, in fact, I think at one point, all of them possibly could have worked together, so... I'll just say this. I'm sure there's been overlap. It's just like anything else when it comes to brand names or anything. There's always a different version. You know, you got you got Coke, you got Pepsi. Ultimately, they the same drink. You know, just Fair. different ingredients. So, you got your NBC and you got your ABC. You got two morning shows. Who's going to get higher ratings? But you got to have to realize... 
that the news has done this whole difference and they're not looking for the standard anchor woman or anchor man right. anymore. They're looking for the hip, the person that is going to be attractive. And so what do you have? What happens when you get all these attractive people together? Their asses is going to sleep with each other. That's what the fuck they going to do. I was going to sleep it, with each other. They're going to fuck. They're going to fuck all the goddamn time. I still feel like that. Fuck, 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 fuck. I and still try feel to procreate. Like, I still feel like that's any vocation that niggas just be out here. That people just be out here. I mean, here think fucking, about it. Fucking. Think about it. You got, you got athletes. You in the bubble. How many of them was sneaking in some bitches? Yeah. Nah, yep. They yeah. sure was. I mean, we and again, we did. We, and we have not gotten was. the full story about Jimmy Butler may or may not have knocked down Rachel Nichols. I love him. I love him. Hmm. Um, Think about it. If you locked in, if you trapped somewhere, you're like, hmm. But then again, that's why. I'm, but then again, sports, hmm. sports entertainment is a little different because these women come in trying to be taken seriously, and Taylor Rooks is out. Taylor Rooks ain't out here fucking fucking like that. Still don't make a difference. I don't think so. But anyway. But yeah, I digress. You can He's take mo- it out of it. I'll say we clearly see on Grey's Anatomy if you doctors and shit, y'all be sleeping together. They too. fucking fucking. Um, so TJ and Amy are fired. Um, apparently they re- they have been get an unemployment it. line. It's long. Apparently they they have been making um, comments that they want their relationship to go to distance and maybe some and and sooner than later a path towards marriage. I. I'm saying here and hey, now. Hey. Wait a minute. I'm saying here and now. I give the whole affair six to eight months. Um, this will be over, and Amy White woman will have moved excuse on. Excuse me. Hey, Amy. Hey, I don't know you. Don't think we ever met. But sis, um, I have realized that you are in. <laughs> You're what I call La La Land, and you think y'all are going to go get married, and it's going to be bliss, and you're going to be, you know, the woman that changes him. Bitch, you ain't changing him. You ain't changing him. You ain't. How he got you, what did he do? He cheated on his wife to get you. Guess what? He going to cheat on you when you become the wife. It's that simple. Sis. That's really all. And on top of that, ma'am, you've been married several times, so wake up. Actually, you know what? Marriage is overrated. It's actually very expensive. If you think about it, it's very, very like, expensive. Especially for y'all, too. The fact that y'all got money. It's very, very expensive for y'all. This so is not I a, need y'all to get that together. And this is not a topic I want to stay on because we're gonna go we're gonna go to break after this. But it's funny that you brought that up. Lala Anthony. That's why I was gonna bring was up to on you. The Breakfast Club talking about how maybe maybe marriage ain't it. Mm. And how everybody she knows that's in a marriage is miserable. Mm. Now, granted, I do believe that she is speaking these things from a place of trauma and a place of hurt. I do I, believe that. However, yes, I, yes and no. She's right. She's right. When you actually listen to the whole interview and I actually listen to her other interview that she did on Jamel Hill, not just on the Breakfast Club. Sure. Low key, I be a, I be a la la hater, but low key, I really fucking admire that woman because uh, all name I is Lala. bad. No. Listen, the reason why I was a hater for her was because I wanted her man. I did. I used to want her man in, back in the day. But he for everybody and I don't want him. I would say he's exactly for everybody. But um, needless to say, she makes a lot of sense. And I think that she's speaking also from just 
as a mature person, if you just think of the reality of it, what is the difference? Okay. If we're in a relationship and we are doing everything just the same, what is the marriage going to change? It's going to change Fair my enough. last name. Fair enough. Because guess what? We ain't got to get married for you to be on my bank account. Jesus. We don't. I'm very much. I, I know this. I know this Look. for a fucking fact as a Look. financial industry former worker, I am very much aware of what you can and cannot do. I know what is legal and not legal. Actually, That's even fair. when it comes to life insurance and shit, you can put it in somebody else's name and they don't, you don't have to be married to them. So. So therefore, there's no need for us to get married. <laughs> and it's funny. Just, life Amber partners. Rose, Amber Rose was saying that same shit yep. too. And again, I do believe, and not because they're women, and I, I don't want to put that narrative out there. It's not to, nothing to do with them being women, but I do think that they are speaking possibly from a place of trauma uh, themselves because they have been in traumatic relationships with public men. Um, I've said before on Patreon, uh, sometimes it feels like nobody's happy. Um, And sometimes it feels like maybe to me that we are submitting to a model for the uh traditional nuclear family that does not hold that does not hold up to let's let's look at it that does not hold up to socioeconomic context that does not hold that does not hold up to um societal standards that we evolve and set for ourselves in 2023 and that the model, the antiquated model that we're trying to uphold, we're trying so hard to live like our parents and grandparents, the economy will not allow for that. It's a lot easier to build one of these nuclear families when you live when you lived in a society where you could come straight out of uh, high school or if you were lucky, college, and get a high-paying job that would allow for you to buy a house. That would allow for you to buy a nice car. There was a time when the American dream was made for the common American person. And now that it is no longer the case, we're trying to uphold those standards when economics won't allow for that. When more and more of us live below the poverty line. It doesn't make any sense. Do we all live, but is is it all of us living below the poverty line? poverty line or is the poverty line a little bit higher than before it's both it's both the reason why i say that is because as a person who's out here trying to look for jobs sure. and realizing that some shit ain't gonna cut it no more like right. yes like a typical person may say you know oh if someone's like oh i make forty thousand, that's good money bitch for who where is you going I'm so sorry. It's it, it's okay. Like some stuff that you used to do as a kid, it was okay. You took it because okay, it's okay. Even if I don't have kids, but shit, I'm expensive. And these groceries, these groceries is expensive. Like this light bill is high. And then he used to have the nerve to be trying to get cold and shit and have the nerve for me to try to turn on a heater. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So you want my light bill to go up? You want it to increase even more. There's certain things in life mm-hmm. 
that you just make that makes you just take a step back and be like, is it did it change or has it always been this way? Right. You know, because you gotta kind of you you gotta get a grip of yourself. Because sometimes people are like, oh, you're overspending. No, I didn't. I just I just bought. To- I, I, I was right. I, I just bought toilet paper. I bought. I went to buy groceries. I went to buy things that I could eat. I had a friend tell me she was like. I said, you know, my grocery bill would be high sometimes because I be getting all the cleaning products and toilet paper all in one stop, right? And she's like, you don't go to the dollar store for that? I'm like. The fuck? No. Because it's frustrating in there, too. And it's not really a say, dollar. I'll say. The, the, and then what is it cleaning? Us. They fucking over us with that tax. Yes. They fucking over us more and more in the dollar store with that tax. Dollar Tree is, is not. no longer a dollar. A dollar. And five below, bitch, that shit ain't below five dollars. I, I ain't going no fucking five. Man, five below can suck my dick. Um, but you can get everything at five below. It looked like a little mini-ass mini Walmart. I'm serious. I'm <laughs> I was going to say man, mini Target, but I'm not even going to do Target like that. I'll I'm going to say mini Walmart. I'll say Target has become a... It, 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 Shout has, out to Target with Target the, with the black so- lines just in time for Black History Month. They need the air horns for that shit. I'm so sorry. The reason why I say that is because they got... On tabs, vegan food in there. I heard the snaps be the snaps they got is bevel. popping. Yeah, shout out to the fellas. They got bevel. Yeah. Um, Target has actually become a that is fancy. Me. That's the to fancy me. joint to me. Target has always been that shit to me. Target, you know how people had a uh like a hold on Macy's. You know how black people had a hold on Foley's and Macy's. Like every black person had a Foley's or a Macy's card. Your grandmama or somebody had a hold on Macy's. I have that hold on Target. I'm like, oh, Target probably got it. Let me go. (laughs) You sure right. You right. Not Amazon. Let me go run up to Target and go see if that baby stuff is in there. They always had the, the, the big packs of like cereal and goldfish that I needed back in the day. Target is so creative. I have a book. It's not really a book. It's a it's a journal that I was gifted, and it talks about adulting, like how to be an adult. See, Target is creative. On that note, what is for all the people like salute, us? No, I agree. And guys, I agree. Salute to Target. Hit them with the air horn. Yep. But you want to know something that is as good as Target? Sure. If you go to Opinions While Black and go to the merch store, get your merch. And get your shirt and your hoodies. And subscribe YouTube. to Patreon. Yes, all these things and above. It's a thing. We too will it's be a, just like Tarjay. It's a thing. It's the wave. And we got and we got more we got more merch coming. Don't 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 sleep. And if y'all think that eyes is gonna get away with not having this titty collection, don't worry. I'm coming in. I got I'm gonna pl- help it out. I have plenty of titty merch. Don't do that. Um well, you you were against the the Titty Tuesdays, which I don't. Y'all y'all were getting a little extra with the Titty Tuesday. Titty Tuesdays. We're gonna all opinions while black merch. We're gonna. Okay, I mean, you you had a points were made. You and Ariel getting your little bag, your little play no games bag, and y'all, yeah. y'all got a little y'all got a little extra with it, but you, y'all were right. And we're gonna we're we're gonna have mm-hmm. a little special Titty Tuesday promotion at some point. Mm-hmm. It's very soon. We will be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap white people.
And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. Let me tell you something. Lala is um, a bad influence at times, man. My sister knows what the vibes be. I am I came over the motherfucking here. party. I came over here with every intention to hydrate, to mind my business, and to play no games. But Miss Play No Games here brought out the liquor. And I am feeling, I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling good. Feeling good about life. So it's the old opinions while black. <laughs> it's just, it's the old opinions while black, except there's no D. Randall. Uh, by the way, D. Randall salutes. Um, we did a, pa- we had a Patreon night recently. Uh, D. Randall basically is trying to figure out his new schedule because um, he is booked and busy. But he will be here when he can. He is not giving up on opinions while black. There is no beef. Uh, that man just on his grown man on his grown man uh, hustle. So salute to D. Randall. Uh, hit him with the air horns. Uh, salute you, my brother. It is time for for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Keenan. Anderson, um, related to um, Patrice Cullors, who is a co-founder of Black Lives Matter. Um, it's fucked up because we have to shift from nigga police to white police. Um, this is according to TMZ. Yes, I'm reading off of TMZ sometimes because when they get it right, they get it right. Just as Tyree Nichols' death puts a spotlight on Memphis cops. The case of Keenan Anderson is doing the same thing in LA, uh, where his death uh, has his family demanding changes in the way cops deploy tasers. Keenan's cousin happens to be Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors, and she joined us Friday on TMZ Live uh, to discuss his fatal cardiac arrest, suffered four hours after an LAP officer, LAPD officer tased him multiple times. Cops have already released the body cam footage of the January 3rd incident where Patrice believes, uh, which Patrice believes shows an abuse of the taser. Uh, she says Keenan was shocked by 52,000 52, volts for 42 seconds. As an activist and a concerned family member in this case, Patrice started researching how many people uh, die after getting zapped by a taser. And she says the data is alarming. LAPD Chief Michael Moore says he's investigating Keenan's death and looking into the use of tasers. Patrice says LAPD hasn't had a policy regarding how long or how often officers can safely deploy a taser. The family has a $50 million wrongful death suit against the city of Los Angeles. Ironically, Keenan had actually waved down police to help after he was involved in a car accident. But Patrice says armed officers aren't always necessary in cases like that. Her point is paramedics would have been more appropriate because run-ins with cops turn deadly all too often, especially for black people. So for those of you keeping score, this man, this man called 911 because he was in a car accident. And the first people to show up at a car accident where people are potentially um, mortally wounded, the first people to show up are cops. 
and the first thing they do to a young black man waving them down for help is taser him and taser him apparently beyond what is the what is the necessary what is necessary um to immobilize a potential suspect which he is not um there was also camera footage apparently of this i have elected to not watch the camera footage because i cannot do that i'm i'm just not and i encourage anyone who can hear the sound of my voice to stop listening to that shit too it's misery porn you're not learning anything new from it we're not giving we're not getting any new information it's just designed to make you feel bad to make you feel bad and to repost it and to recreate it on social media that's it that's it and 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 this is in a society and this is at a time where we don't even read the whole fucking article anyway I'm sure y'all read, and I don't want to get into it, but I'm sure y'all read that bullshit about um, trying to cancel Aretha Franklin's Natural Woman song because it's transphobic. That's a, that, that's not a real article, guys. Grow up. We can just skip over that because we, that's all. Yeah, we can just walk. Even even the fucking headline was stupid. Yeah, that that, that was that was definitely in, made to insight. Um, in terms of Keenan Anderson. How how do you, how does something that is such common practice, not just for the LAPD, for law enforcement, period, go into such common use for so long, but y'all haven't done enough research to know that that was an, but that 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 was enough um, that was enough voltage. And that was shocking that man enough times with a taser of high voltage to not just neutralize him but kill him. How is there so little research and so little regard for human life in the process of evaluating whether it's time to use something that police officers use all the time? Something that it, electricity, um, what do they call it, a defibrillator? Mm-hmm. Electricity restores life sometimes. People have gone into. Yes, it does. Have gone into arrest. What I'm saying is, if that's the case, it's powerful enough to take life. You would think there would be more research involved and you would think there would be more policies involved in using such a potentially powerful, potentially dangerous um, deterrent. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And this man called y'all. I called you. You, we, and it's not new and it's not something we haven't said before. We are living in a time where the worst case scenario for fear of your life as a black person in America is having to call the authorities in a time of emergency or trauma. And we're better, we're more incentivized to just figure it out or help ourselves or take a fucking, or try to take a fucking Uber to the emergency room if something's wrong. Rather than call nine one one, never mind that hospital bills are stupid. 
Ambulance bills are stupid. Never mind that. You can't, you, you have to really think hard in a time of emergency whether it's smart to call 911. I'm disgusted. Thoroughly disgusted. Fuck the LAPD. And we have to really start having conversations in terms of community and how we handle situations like this within the community because law enforcement and first responders can't be trusted. Where was the ambulance? Where were the paramedics? Why were they not on scene before or at least as fast as the police? Why were the police in such a fucking rush to get there? None of it makes sense. And I'm sick of saying I'm sick of this shit, but I am, in fact, sick of this shit. It's crazy out here. It is ridiculous. My mother would say, my mother says all the time, you can't go nowhere no more. You can't even get injured in your neighborhood. Can't do shit. I'm not gonna spend I'm not gonna spend any more time on that. That's really all I have to say. Um I'm genuinely pissed off. I'm a little drunk, but I'm also but I, I am in fact pissed off. Um Send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters. Along, with, I even had a story I was going to tell y'all. It was funny as fuck, but I'm not even in the mood. Along with your listener letters, questions for myself, Lala Speaks, or anybody else you hear on this podcast, please send those all to opinionswhileblack yeah, at gmail.com. Yeah, y'all send me some damn com. questions. God damn it. I want, I want, I want answer. I they want like you. you. They like you. You say you got a pretty voice. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm very grateful to it. I... I was blessed with some awesome jeans, and um, yeah, I've had this voice. They for a like long when time. we had, yeah, they like when we had women on the podcast. That's good. I, I, and I was getting, I was getting worried. I didn't want this to turn to a boys' club. Women are great. Women are great, and I'm a different type of woman. So also I think true, I can be a part of the boys' club, and you're not gonna realize that I'm a woman. I fit in just fine. <laughs> Send your questions to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, um, please log on to opinionswhileblack.com for uh, more information about Houston's Most Savage Podcast, ways to listen to us, ways to buy merch. Buy your merch. Please buy your merch. It is very, very, very important in it. And ways to become a patron <laughs> um, and to follow our Patreon series. Every Patreon tier is under $10. It's cheap. It's cheap. You better get it before these goddamn inflation prices go up. I was going to say, also, get in before the price goes up. Uh, $1, $5, $8. It's easy peasy. Um, $1, $5, $8 a month. Y'all are some special souls. You think about it. You contribute to making this a great content. Yeah. You know. Sustainability through community. Um, also it, it's just so many different great things that come from it because I know like what I've used Patreons in the past, um, and from other podcasts and I've met some 
great people from Patreon. There's some good communities out there. And we have a Discord community that we are we are building. We are gradually building it up. Right. So, you know, you can use each other, you know, not use each other like that. But, you know, yeah. depend on each other. Cry out for help. Maybe not so you don't have to cry out to these other dumbasses in the world. But you can cry out, call to the people who are just like you. And I'm going to start giving the... Uh I'm gonna start giving the host, um, the the I'm gonna start giving the other uh, guest host, co-host, um, Patreon, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Discord links, so you can get on and uh, fuck with y'all and uh, get y'all's opinions about shit. Um, stay tuned. We will be back for your listening letters and the top three STFUs. Y'all know what it is. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Clap, white people. And we are back. We're black. We are opinionated. And so help me, I am tipsy. Uh, You're welcome. See, bad influence, my little sister. It's not a bad influence. I mean, you got to think about it. It's a terrible influence, nah. guys. When you're inebriated, you tell the truth. Shit. Well, that's true. I always tell the truth, but I tell a very different truth when I'm inebriated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just too much. It's, it's a lot of much, see. It's let too me much tell you, effort me, to lie to people. You, let me tell you why else. Uh, how else I brought out this liquor? You were talking about a lot of sad stuff that I didn't want to deal with. So that's another thing. It helps me get through the pain. You know. You know. Well, that's the, sad, but the pain of the Dallas Cowboys failure because that's no. when you pulled this out. Listen, I'm just telling you that's when you pulled this out. You know, Betty. Betty Wright said it very best. You know, she talks about after the pain. Shout out to her. R.I.P. to her. Hope she's resting in heaven. See, so you know, so you know, the Cowboys are a pitiful organization when they put you in the mind of Betty Wright. <laughs> Betty Wright music. <laughs> after the pain. First of all, <laughs> I'm an old soul. Thank you very motherfucking much. It's just mature for its age. I'm. You're an old soul. It's fine. I, I very, very much so. I mean, it's better sometimes me listening to old school than me sitting here thinking I'm um, a drug dealer every five seconds. That's fair. Or that it's a strip club up in here because I That's swore what? to God that I was over here beat keening, throw that ass. <laughs> I, I did walk in here and she was playing fucking uh, Nuck If You Buck. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck kind of podcast are you trying to have today? <laughs> Damn, Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Shit. <laughs> I so did. <laughs> it is time for your listener letters, guys. Um, Tales to en- Tales to Enrage wants to know what's a g- oh I guess this is for me. What's a game you haven't played for ten years, uh, but feel like you could wreck shit in it if you picked it back up tomorrow? Ooh, Street Fighter, Street Fighter. No one can fucking handle me in Street Fighter. No one. As I have, and that hasn't been ten years. It's been like um a, a year, but. I haven't been on Destiny in a while, Destiny 2. Um, for all of y'all that have gotten comfortable without me, because, um, you know, I was working all the time and I didn't have time to pay for all that bonus content. Um, 
I will be back on Destiny Two this year, and I will be, I will be uh, reestablishing uh, my status as unfuckwinnable. So I hope y'all have gotten comfortable. I hope y'all have gotten all the weapons, all all the little cute, all the good weapons you like. I hope y'all have gotten your gotten your status up in Gambit, because I'm coming back. I'm coming back to hurt a lot of y'all. Uh, fighting games. I've not really played a lot of fighting games in, in a while. Uh, Street Fighter, I bet I could get back on the sticks and be that nigga. Mortal Kombat, Ariel's going to like this. I could get back on the sticks and be that nigga. And I could wreck Ariel's ass too. We've been talking about this for years. Uh, she does not want to see me on anything um, she owns a she owns a PS4 for. Um, we've talked about this for many for many years, she has she has ducked my invitations uh, to get her ass whooped um, on video games. Um, we're gonna put some stakes on it, and um, you know I can establish I can establish my position as um, you know that nigga. So uh, yeah, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, shit like that. If y'all if y'all brought back. If y'all brought back the old Sega shit like Eternal Champions, I could wreck y'all on that too. Um, probably um, um, uh, pole position. If you really want to get old school, probably still wreck shop on that. Uh, this is a lot of shit. I probably Doctor Mario. I'm still the god. Um, this is a lot of shit I could wreck y'all on. Um, Ten years out, still that nigga. Um. We have, I feel like we had something on the, on the Instagrams from uh, Xavier Hunter, a.k.a. X Maestro. Um, he usually sends us some good shit. Oh, here it is. Do you think we're in an age of villains where everyone seemingly is, where everyone seemingly tries to one up or is it one down the next person to try to be as shitty as possible? Signed the show's resident six foot uh Northsider. I do think we're in an age of villains. I think that it, the comic books usually highlight this very well where the where the, the hero for whatever reason is gone. It's usually in the sequel where the hero either is presumed dead, sometimes the hero gives up his powers. Um, Superman 2 did this where Superman decided he didn't want to be super, Superman anymore so he could get some pussy um, and then General Zod showed up and wrecked shit and ruined the world and it was a world without Superman um, Batman got his back broken and put in a hole and Bane decided and Bane created a, a Gotham without Batman all that kind of shit um, we've seen this but I think we're seeing it in real life where there's an age of hopelessness. I always say this about the election, and I always say this about the election. It's not this is not the main point, but I always said that we're going to have a hard time with these elections going forward because the level of hope and the level of belief that things could get better that we got out of Barack Obama will never be able to be recreated. And the Democratic Party is trying so hard to recreate that, and they don't have that in recreatable people. 
you cannot give you cannot give us the Barack Obama experience through Beto O'Rourke. Beto is not Barack Obama by any stretch of the imagination. He's a milk toast. He is a milk toast white guy well, with milk toast policies right. that could not beat Ted Cruz. Okay, so we're in Beto a, is not. Um, he's more for a, I would say for the state level, you would need somebody who can go beyond that. We don't have that. No. Um, and if we have that, let me add to, and let me add to your point. We don't have that. And the people that we could possibly have it in are smart enough not to fuck up their career by running. Well, there's so many different factors, right? Like. People have to come to the conclusion of a lot of different things. I was just talking to my mom about this earlier today that I was watching on Hulu has a new series. The 1619 Project is now now out on Hulu. I never read the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely about to read the book now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it I got ta- you. It talks about critical race theory in schools and all that other stuff. And what I realized is... I'm so far from removed, but not removed that I don't want to know about this stuff or I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's that it's so numb to me, but there's people that it's not numb to them no more. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they, it's not numb to them or it's shocking or in some cases it's not shocking. In right. the case, like in like you're saying like generationally like right. there are there are those of us that have maybe been become numb and given up right but there so are like young you, people that still right. our, have hope right so the younger generation may not understand they their level of like okay the older generation is like mm, another little black boy damn why the younger generation is like this is not right this is not fair that older generation is saying that because they've seen it. But the younger generation doesn't understand why the older one isn't getting upset because we learned about it or we lived it. But these kids are not learning about that anymore. They're learning about it where? On social media. Because they took all that shit out of school. I didn't realize that they took all of that out of school. And Texas is one of the damn states. And of of all the states, of all the fucking states, we have so much fucked up ass shit going on here. It's not even fucking funny. By the way. The laws, what is a law here is ridiculous. What is okay here is ridiculous. The fact that we were able to elect that man and let him be the governor again so he could just roll us into more crazy ass shit because that's all he doing is just rolling us down the riverbank. I I don't believe he has longer, he has much longer left. He don't. Um, Neither does his legs. oh, Oh my God. Madam. What? <laughs> can't do that. Why? You can't do that. He I, talked about my motherfucking uterus. Guess what? I can talk about your motherfucking legs, ho. Oh, shit. You want to be in control of my uterus? I get to control your legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not right. That's Could not right, imagine? but it's so fucking I just, funny. I just realized this. I cannot imagine someone having to deal with me 24-7. I mean, the people who do deal with me, they'd be like, why are you like this? I have no fucking clue. 
Would I you? Don't. Would you date you? Yes, I'd be very, very thoroughly entertained. <laughs> I am fucking funny. I am fucking hilarious. Oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh shit, y'all crazy. Oh, um, two of me. <laughs> this is why Ariel was supposed to have her ass here. That's why Ariel's supposed to have her ass here. Y'all, because y'all out of pocket. And, and, and she holds some of your out-of-pocketness back. But you want to know something? Just naturally what's so off, crazy, off of each what's, other. What's so crazy is that I've been this way my entire life. I believe it. I believe it. I don't do this for laughs or jokes because if I were just to sit the camera up and just let it record the shit I say, Boy, I'd probably be a fucking big ass Beyonce well. because the way I'll be laughing, <laughs> making um, me feel like I'm, my fucking name is Eddie Murphy or some shit over here. I ain't Eddie Murphy. God damn it! But what y'all can do is also go to playnogamespod.com when it opens to buy merch. And support Play No Games podcast. And listen to the return of Play No Games podcast. Yes, you can go back and listen to the old stuff, and you know, give me some. And I wanted I wanted to promote her and Ariel because Ariel got a broke socialite um, website out there somewhere. She probably don't update it. Um, and you know, she she's yes, about to have it's uh, a it's a lot of different it's a lot of different things she has going coming coming forward. So, we'll see. Um, so I'm very proud of her. Um. I'll tell Both you. of us doing a movement of such is very, very, very interesting. I'll post where y'all. I'll post the strip club you can find Ariel at um, later off the Ariel. library. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Ariel. We know you're not a stripper. She'd um, be at the library stripping. Yep. <laughs> Ask her. She know where every book is in the library. Ask her. Oh man, that'd be the best strip club of all time. Uh, thank you. Um, getting, getting young. Can you imagine getting a lap dance? Yes. <laughs> Can I imagine? The yes. scientific section or the DIY section? You know what I've done in a library? Oh, what have you done in a library, <laughs> sir? Out of here! What are you talking oh. about? Uh, a lap dance? That's the least of it. Um, I said we said strip club. We did not say uh private only fans. You know. Thank you, Xavier Hunter. Thank you, Tales to Enrage. It is now time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up! Number three. Let me jump over here real quick. I have to switch gears every time I switch segments. Uh, number three is Julia Fox. So, Kanye's ex something. Um, first of all, Julia Fox should just shut the fuck up off a of general principle because I cannot believe that you niggas allowed Julia Fox to become a celebrity entity. And make no mistake, when we make these fucking idiots and losers celebrity entities, we did it. Not them. Not the quote-unquote lamestream media. We make these motherfuckers celebrity entities. It's our fault. 
Hell, we made we damn near made uh Kanye um so uh, a celebrity above reproach almost. Uh he fucked with the wrong people last year. So Julia Fox. There's a backlash against Julia Fox uh based off of TikTok. Um so somebody was telling a story about how um about a a about sexual assault on TikTok. But they couldn't say pussy. They couldn't say vagina and they couldn't say penis. So it is popular now that the that the code switching for penis for vagina for pussy for whatever is mascara. She uh, so she told this story about having her mascara stolen or her mascara taken against her consent. Julia Fox jumped in the comments and said, I don't know why, but I don't feel bad for you. Now, Julia Fox did not know that mascara was code switching in terms of sexual assault because you can't say these things on TikTok or else you'll get flagged. You really get flagged for anything on TikTok, which is why I don't fuck with TikTok. Um, I don't be knowing what I'm saying. They never tell you what you said. They just recite the rules and regulations or whatever. So, um, now granted, if Julia Fox didn't know, she didn't know. But sometimes in our society, you are held responsible for what you don't know as well. And if you don't know, and you're not sure of the context, and you open up your sentence with, I don't know why. If you don't know why, and you don't know what's going on, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Why are you talking? And you and, and and it's easy to blame you because you went out of your way. It's not like you just it's not like you just comment on somebody else's comment or liked somebody else's comment or reposted this with your own cheeky little context. You went out of your way to jump in the comment section. I don't see celebrities or pseudo celebrities or whatever the fuck you think you are jumping in the comments unless it's the shade room. And even then y'all get dragged and that turns into a shade room uh, story itself. Y'all really don't know shit about shit. And y'all are so proud of not knowing shit about shit. And this is why I'm so mad that niggas made you, made you the celebrity that you are. Because you're not even that good. You're not even that cute. You're not even that good looking. You look like an American Horror Story character. And not one played by Lady Gaga or Matt Bomer. Fam. I hate this strong and wrong ignorant shit. If you didn't know and you weren't sure of the context under which this story was being told, why the fuck open your mouth? Julia, we got to get we got to get these little pseudo celebrities um these little mini Monica Lewinsky's like Julia Fox the fuck on out of here, bro. Don't know why the fuck they're famous. Julia Fox got to get the fuck out of here, bro. She got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! Number two. 
Ed Reed. Fam. The one from your beloved Texans. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Continue. Ed Reed was with the Texans for 10 minutes. Don't matter, but go ahead. To, so he could pay for his back surgery. It don't matter. Go ahead. Continue what you said. See, that's that bullshit. Yes, that what? That's that bullshit. That don't count. Ed Reed didn't even do shit. He didn't. He almost even didn't even play. He was just here. He was just here on to keep his Medicare going so he could get his back surgery. That's it. So he get his back surgery paid for in the Texans front office. That's it. Anyway, Ed Reed was fired before he was even really officially hired as the head coach at Bethune-Cookman. And like a little child when they do something wrong in front of the class, they made him they made him explain himself as to why he wasn't going to be working at Bethune-Cookman anymore cuz he got to talking shit on social media about the unfair uh about the um about some of the things wrong with Bethune-Cookman um in a way that honestly a faculty member and a head coach should just not discuss. It wasn't really what he said, it was how he said it. I don't and and, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, he wasn't wrong." But there can't really be any more trust between him and the school anymore. Because you didn't go to them, you didn't go to the proper channels, you didn't do any you didn't do anything to try to take action to fix the things wrong at Bethune Cookman. And we see now that there's mold in some of the old dorms, um, there's trash everywhere. There's a lot of there's a lot of things going on that are not that if you've gone to an HBCU, you know are not new. But there can't be any trust anymore between you and the organization because you didn't go through the proper channels to see any of it get fixed. You ran right to social media. And any of us knows that have worked a regular job. I mentioned this last week that if you worked that if that if you saw something going on at your company and you named your company on social media. And you named your company on social media. And you complained before you've even officially gotten hired for the first day, your ass would be fired. So there's several things about this. Um, the real problem is, honestly, nigga, stop doing shit for clout. <laughs> stop doing shit for clout. Because all you are trying to sit there and do is you're trying. To do the same shit that Dion did, and you're not Dion Sanders. It's this or Eddie George. Uh, none of them. Fuck yes, yeah, ain't even Lovey Smith. If you want to think about it, you're not Tony Dungy. Like you're not a. You, Didn't Tony Dungy get caught up on some bullshit recently? Um, I don't think so. I have to look but I, 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 I also have another. Like respect for that man, like nobody other. But because he stood by a losing team, Tony Dungy had nothing to do with the Cowboys. He used to be the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh yeah, yeah, Bucks, Bucks. I'm sorry, I'm thinking, and the Colts. I'm thinking of um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking of I'm oh, drunk. I'm drunk. Because yeah, 
The Cowboys ain't never had no black coach. I wish we did. <laughs> they, they ain't had a winning coach. And they ain't never had a winning coach. I wish we had. I wish we had a black coach. I don't know if that'd make a damn difference anyway. But here we are. I'm sure y'all. We just are talking for about Ed Reed, not the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> I'm sure y'all just settle for a winning coach. But anyway. Anyways, Mr. Reed, um, there's just so many things that you could have done, and this just gives me a bad version or the black version of well, the movie Acceptance. You remember that movie where they I made do. a fake ass college? Yeah. And, well, and, and and it was a and listen here. Well, wait, and, wait, wait. And, let me just go for, ahead and say well, that. Wait, and for the listeners, let me just add context to what we're talking about this week because we did talk about Ed Reed last week. The reason we're talking about him this week is because. He went on this tirade in front of the players' parents and in front of some of the faculty as to why he was being let as to why he was being let go, and it sounded to me like he was trying to gain sympathy. Okay, even and more. It's kind of like e- for what? E- okay, thank you for adding even more to this shit, sir. White people don't like you. The black people don't like you. Nobody likes you. And. I get it. You need a job. It's very unfortunate. I hate to see another black person without a job, but you got a whole lot of money. So you can figure that shit out. Um, But instead of bashing, why didn't you be a motivation and give back to the school? Provide for exactly. the school. Fix exactly. It. Instead of asking for what was me, because why are you there? You were just like a regular ass nigga. You're there for a fucking check. You don't want to do right. shit else, but get your Fucking check. And, and not only that. Boo-boo. And guess what? You can get your check if you keep your motherfucking mouth closed. That's all you had to do was keep your mouth and, closed. You ain't even get in the job before you started talking shit. You do talking shit on day one. Pre The pre-days. <laughs> like, me, goddamn, your drug test just got cleared, sir. And let me get this one off. <laughs> goddamn drug test. <laughs> let me get this one off. Is that... There is an unspoken relationship, and there's an unspoken way that black people are expected, especially black people of note with influence and reach, which would which you I would consider Ed Reed to be. There's a way no. you discuss HBCU problems, and the way you don't discuss it. Got a question for you before you even. I'm just gonna stop you right there. Did Ed Reed go to HBCU? He did not. Okay, that's the problem right there. I was, I'm getting, yeah, and that's exactly like, what I'm okay. getting to. Yeah. There is, and people that, and this is, and I think this is part of why a lot of people uh, went on that rant and said that Deion Sanders wasn't swack. Because people who are, people who are in fact, quote unquote, swack, people who are HBCU educated understand the relationship between black people and HBCUs is that there is a certain way that you discuss HBCU business. And, what Ed Reed did running straight to social media feels very much like talking like like the like talking about family business in front of company. And well, you didn't make I mean, it any and you didn't make it any two, better there's, whining there's, to the parents. There's there's two different ways of looking at this. Even though Dion is not a person who came from a swack situation, but then again you have to think about it. This when he was playing ball swack wasn't what it was i understand I, you know you that's gotta true. you gotta be realistic on it now you're asking for somebody who ed reed is not even gonna be a person that's possibly even considered a hall of famer let's be completely honest uh, he might be maybe 
He might be. What when he retire? Five, six, seven years ago. Okay, bam. Even more my reason. All you have to do to be in the Hall of Fame is you have to be retired five years. If he's been out eight and they ain't saying shit to him, it's not coming. That's not always necessarily Okay, well, we're going to wait 20 years like the other man they did for the Uh, Cowboys? Because that was very disappointing and that was stupid. But if you are, but I'm... Needless to say, I'm not meaning this in a harmful way. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, if you was the shit, you would be the shit all over. And guess what? In some cases, if you are talking so down on HBCU, can you go get a job at a, a PWI? No, the fuck you can't. So guess what? Which Take your right old bitch ass home. Because Dion got a job in the SWAC and at a PWI. Get it? Don't get it twisted, nigga. That's all he had to say. I'm I'm gonna leave that one there and just tell Ed Reed that uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you his little shut sim- the fuck up about his little sympathy play, and he could shut his ass up. Shut the fuck Go up. find some woman to whine to, and guess what? She ain't only want to hear all that bullshit. And the number one person, the number one. I've been waiting to do this. I was hoping Randall would be here when I did it. Number one person who should shut the fuck up is Emmanuel Acho. When I tell you how much I can't stand, when I tell you, I I, I sent you the the link. Sorry, you did. My phone's dead. It's over there somewhere. Okay, fair enough. When I tell you that Emmanuel Acho is one of these niggas that is somebody who who studied um, journalism, is somebody who studied communications, he is every journalism major, every communications major I can't fucking stand. So those of you that don't know who Emmanuel Acho is, he is, a, he is one of these uh, sports talking heads. Former. He's a former NFL player. Yeah, yeah, he's a former NFL player. You got to go ahead and get, you gotta go ahead and get, NFL get do the whole. If you're going to talk about somebody in media and their journalism, then you better come he's with your shit. He's a formal NFL. All the a, way fucking done. He is a former NFL player. Um, uh, he, is also a, he is also a nigga who off the field fumbled Yvonne Orgy. So, um, em, uh, Emmanuel Acho was on uh, Van Lathan's podcast, Higher Learning, uh, for an interview because Van Lathan has been very critical of Emmanuel Acho, and I'm be as quick as I can because I'm hungry. Um, uh, because Van Lathan has been very critical of Emmanuel Acho and some of his hot takes over the past uh, over the past few years. Um, in particular, you know, in particular, making fun of him and his handling of uh, the Bachelor. <laughs> um. And his ongoing series called Uncomfortable Conversations uh, with Emmanuel Acho, where he tries to talk, he, he talks to white police, where he talks to, where he tries to talk to perceived uh, racist politicians, shit it's like that. Un- basically, he's trying to have, basically, he's basically trying to have, like, uncomfor- uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Yeah, which is his book. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when confronted on higher learning, about some of his uh, odd takes and what he feels like he is accomplishing through uncomfortable conversations with a black man, um, and Van Lathan made very made very uh, saliable points as to why maybe his middle of the road approach isn't helping things, and maybe is incentivizing white people and problematic people 
uh, when they don't deserve incentivizing. Emmanuel Acho, now he said a lot of dumb things in this interview, and he has said a lot of dumb things since the interview has wrapped. The one that fucked me up beyond all recognition is that this nigga fixed his mouth to say that because he is not an African American, that he is a that he is a uh, African. He is a he's a direct African because his his family was African. He feels like he can better. He can better relate and understand both sides of the racism discussion because he doesn't have the trauma of being an American born son of slavery. I can which is the dumbest I know thing that I know what I have ever fucking heard. I know it's here's why stupid, but I'm gonna give you some rebuttal. There is a reason that it is a diaspora. The reason we call it the diaspora is because, first of all, because uh, because the trauma of white supremacy is not limited to America. The trauma of white supremacy through anti-blackness is not limited to America. It did not originate in America. If we want to talk about a diaspora, a diaspora is people who have skin like us, who have been affected, who have, and maybe not, and maybe also not have, but have been affected by the trauma, the pain of white supremacy through anti-blackness all across the world. We're not thinking; it's, it, we have to stop thinking in terms of where the uh, of where the boat dropped us off, and start thinking in terms of where the boat picked us up, because there are quite a, because there are are quite a few. Um, Nations, there a there are quite a few areas in Africa that have been affected and are still affected by white supremacy. So you using your African heritage, which he's not the first person to do, to make himself better or better yeah. suited to have conversations with white people. Yeah, but I is mean, egregious. The reason why I say I can see both sides and I understand and I only say that because of me just watching that 1619 project because okay. in that episode of race mm-hmm. it goes on to this about how there is a they kept emphasizing that the young man is from Ghana sure and I'm like what's that got to do with anything like we're talking about what America what, what was happening in America mm-hmm. so I of course have to sit there and like Lauren stop 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 being that way Listen to the story. Sure. The man is trying to marry a woman. She's not black. She is of another nationality. Mm-hmm. The both of them were trying to get married in Virginia. And on the marriage license certificate, on the marriage application, mm-hmm. they were um, annoyed that the section of race has to be selected. Okay. All of the things. All of the places, all the people they talked to said, just click other. It doesn't matter. Mm. But it mattered to them. Why? Because where they come from, race is not a thing. They did not experience race or hear the word race in this form until they got to America. So now with the manual, I don't know his true. I don't know all of his background of how he was raised. So either he is doing one or two things. Either he is doing this because it's clout 
or he is doing this because he actually un- he actually truly believes this philosophy because of how he was raised. Everybody needs to realize in a lot of in a lot of different scenarios of life, everything you are the way you are from your childhood. People want to say that it's some trauma. No, your childhood trauma. Be honest. The way that people, their love languages and all that stuff comes mm-hmm. is an important. Kids have love languages too. So if you realize that people are people and people are going to be who they are, but they're only going to be able to talk to from stuff from where they come from. So if he feels like he is more relatable to the white audience and making them feel sorry for him, well, it's me because he can't make them feel sorry for him in the black community. Here's, here's if that makes any sense. Understandable. Here's my pushback. If you feel like you're a benefit of, or like you benefit or you're the, culmination of your childhood trauma or not even just trauma your childhood experiences that is understandable if you feel like your childhood experiences or your or as we call them your formative years put you in a different context to have that to have us to have certain conversations with certain people and you're you're just being self-aware of that, understandable. My pushback comes when, and this, and I can't quote it directly, and my and my computer died, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back and and get the quote. But the wording in which he in which he placed him being of African descent suggested a certain level of privilege and a certain level and a certain position above African Americans who have these discussions, African Americans who are well versed, African Americans who came before him who have studied, who literally have degrees and have spent their entire lives studying African American studies, put that somehow that puts him in a place above them to have to have these kind of fluffy conversations with white people and try to bring them to the middle that's another problem we have to stop we have to stop this shit where we're bringing people where we're trying to bring white people to the middle i don't need you to like me as a white man i don't need you to like me i really don't even need you to respect me at this point we would be fine with you just leaving us the fuck alone and we but- don't get to that point by having by having these light these lighthearted performative conversations where you get to where you get to look good as the as the black man who's bringing white people to the middle when by the way I am sick of that shit too because the middle always happens to be where the white man is already standing white people never have to come to us I'm sick of that shit they white people have never to, have to come to us and they never do. To. They're not they don't have Correct. to and they're not going to. And, and the they reason, never do. The reason why I say I keep saying people are going to be people is because no well, matter how you look at this situation, no matter if it's the good, the bad, or what makes you more superior than what whatever, because I too myself I feel that sometimes that even though that these people are from different descendants or they feel like they're on a certain platform or what being like that, 
that 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 they have the right to say like I hate when when black men come out and speak about black women. That's my my problem with that is you're not a motherfucking woman. You don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know how things are being contrary. So even though you say meeting white people in the middle, a lot of people don't realize that we always are meeting everyone in the middle. It's not white or black anymore. It is it's a it's a thing because not a lot of people want to sit there before you can really truly under, uh, get to the point of everybody's all on the same accord, you have to accept and understand. And that's the problem with some people is they use this microphone right mm-hmm. here as a way to talk shit to people. And before they have, they haven't even processed it themselves. So they, they, they're, they're doing a little, they're, they're just running off of they, the mouth. Right. They're doing too much. Two things. And it's like you have to slow it down. Sometimes you have to realize that unless you have gone through that fire, you're not going to understand what they're saying. Two things I want to I want to add to that before mm-hmm. we go. Um, one, I respect that everybody has their approach mm-hmm. and that there's more than one way to skin a cat and that maybe there is one more than one way to dismantle white supremacy in the form of anti-blackness. That is one. I really know. I respect that. The problem comes in. Some people's approaches are dangerous because Emmanuel Acho's approach, and this is what Van was getting at, and I kind of agree with him. It's not so much the, the target in changing anything it's the target in making them feel more comfortable because i have talked to the most comfortable acceptable black man i can possibly find and so now i am emboldened not necessarily well wait a minute let me cook i am not emboldened with knowledge i am emboldened with a sense of well he signed off on it so i'm good that's what that's it's almost the it's almost the equivalent of black of white people feeling like they have the quote unquote nigga pass. But that, that is one. Yeah, but that's another thing that we have to understand as a as people. Like, let's stop the bullshit. If you're tired of always hearing that this happened or this happened, be honest with yourself. It's a people fucking problem. And the people other, are mm, rude as fuck. People are. People are rude as fuck. They don't give a fuck. People it's whatever is good for them. People are rude it as is fuck. For people them. are rude as fuck. Because there's people a... People are rude as fuck to at, black people disproportionately. Right. But at the same time, black people are rude as fuck to black people. Black people and that is a fuck. fucking problem. So how do you think that somebody else is supposed to treat us better if we can't even treat each other the mm, right way? Mm, you don't have to be. You have to be honest about that shit. Mm, if you are being disrespectful, if that. you're, if think about it for kids. But we've said before. We no, said earlier but, in this program. You could be the most respectable, coolest yes. nigga on the planet, and these white people don't give a fuck. Correct. But any. You're talking about you're talking about us, right? I am talking. Yes. Okay, so even if you're the most respectable person in the planet, you're gonna do whatever is best for you. Sure. And, Here's it, the and so the thing is, right now with Emmanuel, this is what's best for him. This is his arguably. This is what's best for him because it he getting a check. He he'd be he, getting he, a, he'd be getting a check without this. I, exactly my point. What's for you is for you. 
But just at the same time, just like it's for him, it's may it may not you may not think it's for him, but he getting a platform. It don't matter if he got haters and he got congratulators at I, the same motherfucking time. And that check, that money is the same amount of every, money. The money comes in the same color, deposits the same way. If I have haters can, or we, not, we can agree to disagree. But I feel like every platform don't deserve a trophy. Um, Not every, everybody, Two, everybody doesn't deserve, deserve other, a trophy, but at the same time, be realistic. You would want somebody to, 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 if you felt like you had a niche and you thought that it was going to make a difference, maybe that's what he thinks. He thinks he's that person who can make a change. Well, here's the everybody problem. believes here's, that's and, their, that's and, his dream. And that could very well be the case. The reason I don't think it is, is because of everything that happened after the interview. He really stopped the interview, and what happened was he got to a point where he didn't like the answers he had for questions that not only he was being asked, but that he had to ask himself. And he got into a defensive mode of, well, what's the purpose of this conversation? If you didn't think this conversation had a purpose, you wouldn't have come on the show. And then then, uh, after that, on social media, he tried to do this thing where he he tried to convince people that the producers um, tricked him. Into thinking that he was just going to talk about so his book. He, he did, he, exactly. And, and, so he wants to talk. He wants to do it. He wants to have a mask on it like everybody else. He, just like Instagram. Everybody. People are not going to put out what when they're really doing he, fucking bad. They he, only want and, the good out. And he went out of his way to try to make it seem like. Because uh, th- this is what the Republicans do every time. Anytime you ask them. Because all Van did was ask him about things that he said. Ask him questions, probing further into things he said publicly. That is entry-level, basic, investigative journalism. That's all it is. It's not gotcha. It's not. It's not. It's not entrapment. It's not that bullshit. He tried to. He tried but to say it was on social it's media. Not, Nobody it, tricked you. You said the dumb shit you you said, and now somebody sat you down like an adult and tried to hold you accountable and ask you further questions about the things you it's were being no asked. No different than what he does with white people. All I'm saying is this. I'm is, just. I'm just telling you. All I'm saying it, is it, this is why this is this makes it clear why he fumbled Yvonne Wergy. I mean, regardless of who he fumbles or whatever, but I just this, mean that he's a dumbass. Yeah, I, I get that. I get what that means. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not a dumbass. I'm very much aware of words. But what I'm saying is, a lot of people will discredit you and talk shit and say that they cannot have a conversation with you about something. Why? Because they do it themselves. They're doing the same thing. He's doing this. He can't have this conversation because he can't answer it for himself. He can't answer the question. And that, and that, and that's a, that is valid. That is he valid. He cannot answer the question. That's why valid. do I why do I keep doing this? I don't fucking know. He can't bluntly just tell everybody that's I'm doing too. this, y'all, because I'm black and I want a fucking check from white people. Yeah, that's fair too. That's it. He doesn't. He didn't like the answer he had, which is that I he, mean, is, it, is that he any, dances for these people. It's anybody else. Think of all the other celebrities that we've anybody's ever fucking interviewed and sat down. They asked them uncomfortable ass questions. I know one for for example, off the top of my head, Diane Sawyer asked Whitney Houston about her drug use. That bitch did not want to fucking talk about that shit, but she gave us the best quote ever. All that to say, but that uh, you're correct. But, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. It everybody's going to always be in an uncomfortable situation. It's about 
you just having the conversation. Either you're going to do it or not. Emmanuel Acho, you are a cornball. You are a cornball. You are, I, I've met I've met niggas like you. You are a cornball in in, in the journalism world that that has spent so much time soft shoeing and tap dancing for a check, soft shoeing and tap dancing to get further in your career. That now that you've tried to use the, use the point you've gotten to in your career for something worthwhile, you don't know how to do that because you've spent so much time making yourself agreeable to white people. And it's not necessarily your fault, but what you're doing is dangerous for a lot of us. Um, setting yourself above, setting yourself into a point where people feel too comfortable or too fam- where white people feel too comfortable, where white people feel too familiar, puts us all in, at risk. But I have a question for you. Who labeled him the spokesperson for black men? He did. Or black people? He did. Okay, he's not the spokesperson because I didn't sign off on that shit. Which is why we are cordially inviting him to shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up! I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you're not... You can think whatever. I can think that I am the top of the notch. I'm going to speak for all black women who have, you know had gone through things. I can't speak for, I'm not the spokesperson for that shit. You want that title? That's crazy. Why? There's enough pressure in this fucking world. Just do shit that's going to make you happy. Correct. That's all you got to do. Love who you love and be fucking happy. That's all you got to do. It's just, that is as simple as a prescription of a day of the day. Lala speaks. Did we do a podcast? I think so. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for taking this ride with us. Thank Lala Speaks. Miss Play No Games. Oh, the fuck is wrong with honey? Um, Somebody is creeping over here that don't need to be over here, apparently. Uh, security. Oh, okay. It's just security. Okay. Calabasas Fair don't enough. get visitors very much. Fair enough. Um, thank you so much for being here, as usual. Um, guys, we'll be back probably next week if we're not if we're not back next week there's going to be a reason and i'll talk more about that um on live possibly um but it'll be black history month and we'll be and we'll be talking our shit there um it'll also be super bowl time um (laughs) it's time to see rihanna yeah it is uh until then this has been episode i want to say 211 (laughs) of opinions while black i've been oz i'm your girl lala speaks and make sure you drink your motherfucking water and you mind your black ass motherfucking business this week black people as always forever imparting titties big ass titties clap white people big ass titties